Welcome to the Big Stomp, the Bunkerzilla radio show that roars at the latest stories and discussions in geek culture today. So, what are we waiting for? Let's start stomping. Hello and welcome to the Big Stomp here on Bunkerzilla UK, stomping and roaring at all of the major topics in the world of geek culture today. I am your host, as always, Ian Bolton, and I am joined by, I think, kind of like a, a back-to-back panel because you three all appeared in the last episode. Oh, yes, yeah, we did, didn't we? <laughs> you certainly did. And we will start off, of course, with that lovely first voice. That is the redhead rambler herself, Lizzie Barnes. Hello, Lizzie. Hello, hello, lovely people. <laughs> How are you doing, Lizzie? I'm good. How is how is you? It's been lovely. Busy, but lovely. Yay, busy's good. Yay. And we'll move over to our next panellist. It is the Ragdy Man himself, Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Greetings from the Super Fortress Hardcore Dank Genki Cinematopia and Plot Recycling Centre. Ooh, it sounds like you've had an extension. <laughs> well, we're always having extensions at the Super Fortress. Ah, okay. It's an ongoing project that will soon encompass half the world. Yeah, I actually it, think we're going to dominate it. It is blotting out half the sun as we speak. That's why we had a blood moon the other day. Ah. That's that's part of our our solar our solar panel system. We reckon if solar panels are so great, if we have all the sun, we own everything. So it'll be wonderful. Oh, delightful, delightful. And finally, our last guest. He's known as DJ Shenny, but here he is simply known as Michael. Hello, Michael. How are you doing? Hey, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) What the? Are you literally trying to get down with the kids? Uh, I'm too old for that. I'm sure that's a crime. (laughs) Anyway, how are you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm tired and I've got too much coming up in the next few weeks, but you know. Uh, We are are slowly edging towards the start of con season 2019. We all had our shots. Wait, is yeah. there a con season 2019? Well, for, yeah. for some of us, it starts in a couple of weeks with Manamicon. I've still got a panel to write. Don't. See, I would like to go to Manamicon, but I never get tickets. <laughs> uh, kill someone that's got tickets. I know. This is, this is about Wait, the are they sold out? Have... Yeah. Yeah, they? Manami, well, Manami the day. They sell out on the Sunday of the previous. Mm, that's not true. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, every time I try and get tickets from Manami, it's like, no, no more tickets. Uh, I literally have to kill someone who gets tickets, I think. It's the only way. Well, it's basically the Highlander event. Number one, everyone there is ancient. Number two, two, everyone there is moaning about how things have changed. Number three, there can only be one. You know, it's one in, one out. You've got to take the head. Yeah. It's like the the Club 33 at Disneyland. You can't become a new member until someone dies. We've learned something new again. Yeah, but no, it is con season. There's there's already regional ones kicking off. Uh, Mm. So, depending on how you wish to define a convention, blah, 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 I don't care. Well, uh, yeah, I think for me, my, my comm season starts off in Minami, then we go on to Cos Expo, MCM, and then there's a lovely summer break. And then... <laughs> the summer <laughs> is you, maybe. Yeah, for some of you, there's a break. For some of us, it's like, what am I going to do for my social life this year? There are a ton of cons all over the country, Europe, and but abroad. I'm, I'm old and crotchety, and I liked my rut. <laughs> Yeah, plus we can't go to Europe as of March. The blah, 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 blah. It's fine. Yeah. I shall I shall make a boat out of blue passports and sail they, to Europe. They're going to build a wall, <laughs> apparently. I don't know. I, I've been avoiding the news. I've got mixed messages about it. Is it going to be a great wall? Yes. It'll be a great wall. The, the angry orange man said the Mexicans were going to pay for it. 
The tango. Okay, right. Anyway. Well, this got very political all the way. <laughs> within like first... the best picture nominations. Into the first five <laughs> minutes of the episode, and we're already political. Oh, it's edging. Oscars. It's uh, well, we'll, yeah. we'll move. We, we will go on to the Oscars in a, in a bit. But anyway, let's let's pull it back and let's start with our one of our first topics. Now, uh, we haven't got in the news this episode because we've got two topics to talk about. And the first topic uh, looks at the wonderful world of on-demand servicing. Now, in the advent rise of of platforms such as Netflix, Amazon, uh, Crunchyroll, Funimation Now, WWE Network, all that sort of stuff. DC Universe, Warner Brothers Universe. Absolutely. Um, Hulu. Pornhub. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, <laughs> uh, no, who else is bringing one online? It's uh, Disney's, 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 bringing Disney's bringing one online. There's Disney's Disney already. two online. DC uh, have one, and they won't let me give them money for it. Oh my no! <laughs> oh my god! They, uh, well, obviously, they don't want you. Uh, no, they got a, they got an exclusive. Netflix has basically got everywhere outside America, so they're being really harsh on it. So Netflix can justify the huge amount of money it's throwing at that content, and also why Teen Titans is a Netflix original that they bought after it had been produced. Yeah, gotta be honest with you, that's not Teen Titans. A Titans, whatever. But anyway, Robin was going around crippling people randomly. I presume that's the same basic plot as Teen Titans. Yeah, there, there was less death in Teen Titans. Oh, fair enough. Anyway, um, so yes, with the rise of all these different platforms, it's really the question of whether or not we really need digital terrestrial satellite TV anymore. To be perfectly what? honest, because because I'm going to be honest, my I I. I I've never, I haven't watched, I think in about a year and a bit, I have not actually tuned into anything. I haven't tuned into something like on BBC One or BBC Two. I think with the, with the only slight exception, maybe a couple of sports things. But other than that, it's... it's but like you're I'm, not a casual viewer. But, no. But no. Well, I'm, I'm very kind of... I, was, I think it's very... I'm very all over the place with watching stuff at the moment because there are times where I'll just come in from work and I will just end up watching youtube to high hell now i'll just i'll end up watching something from game grims i'll end up watching something from maybe uh Markiplier, whatever but then it's like i just i can't be bothered to watch anything else for a period now the the, the thing where that pattern changed was last weekend when i think i pretty much nearly binge watched the entire carmen san diego oh. okay and it is good i do yes, like it I, I, it's it's amazing I love um, it. i've only watched I, the first episode but i'm like yes but um <clears throat> But no, it's like this. This is where the topics really come from because I, I kind of said it's like I've got. It's like I'm 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 recording this in in, in my language at the moment, and I've got uh, I've got a Sky Q box. I've I've got one of the Sky Mini Q boxes as part of a, a family package here, and it's like I I don't really use it. This is the thing. It's like it's part throughout the house. There's other boxes. There's the main box in our in our living room, but I don't really use it, and I'm just kind of going. What, what what's what is the point or, or kind of it's as viewing habits completely changed and, and, and i think in, for our generation they have to a degree i, I think the technology has changed so i think we're getting to the point i think we're getting to the point where people are questioning if a dedicated box is needed any longer mm. right so a sky box or a virgin box i mean for the providers, there are technical reasons and legal reasons that they're really, really good for them, uh, including how they can get some of the content they do. But for your general spot, yeah, I'll happily accept if you've got yourself like a little Raspberry Pi media center, you can sign up to everything and watch everything through that. Mm. 
So on that front, yeah, but that that's a technical issue rather than a viewing habit issue. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. You're saying the technology for most people, it's easier to do things not, like the streaming not, services. If you not, want it all in one place. Not for most people. I think for, for people who are tech savvy and who are, you know, like really into their really into their content, then you can buy a Raspberry Pi, uh, Pi knock up your own little view box, right? And just run it off your, your internet. You don't even you don't even need that. Like you need a Wi Fi connection and a phone. Uh, you depends on what telly you've got. Yeah, but no, on a, on a technical level, yeah, happily accepted. I mean, they've got smart TVs which have essentially got pies in them. I mean, that's a bit different because they get often get slaved to a specific service, and streaming off your phone ain't always hot. Okay, yeah, but you're you're yeah. I mean, you're streaming the... off phones to TVs, but oh if yeah, you're yeah, just yeah, 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 about like also, devouring also... content. There's Netflix apps for phones, tablets. TVs, PlayStations, yeah. Yeah, YouTube I mean, apps. But you're talking about uh, you, you have to get a Raspberry Pi. We've just got an old Mac Mini plugged into the TV. We don't even like what, plug whatever. the TV into the wall. And so you know you you don't even have to be that technically. You just plug your computer into your TV, and you got you're good. Happily accepted. But what I'm saying, what what I would suggest is that you could do all that, or the guy from Sky can plug it in for you. This is true. So and and this is before we get to the roaming platforms, which are a bit of a different thing but yeah you've, you've got are, are we talking about you know the technical side of what people are consuming well, I, think it's, actually... I think it's more about the content as well because you kind of look at the the various different platforms you want you want a place that to go and watch anime well you've got two strong platforms now you've got crunchyroll you've got funimation yeah. you want to watch anything that is distinctively in my in my case if I want to watch everything to do with WWE, there's a WWE network. If you're a big rabid sort of Disney fan, there's Disney Life here in the UK and obviously yeah. the Disney platform that's coming soon in America. And the fact is there's so many, I mean, on a plus side, there is so much content out there that you can, you literally can create your own TV channel now. That, that, that's, I think one of the benefits and one of the joys of probably on demand streaming is like, you can go, I'm going to watch a, I'm going to watch an episode of Titans on Netflix. And then I'm going to go watch the, uh, the latest episode of NXT from WWE. And then maybe, maybe I'll catch up on my hero academia on Funimation now, you something can, like that. Or country. But what you've just described is your own TV channel. That's about 20 quid a month. Yeah. And that, where, that's something I, I was going to come on to as well. Where no. basically where, one of the things is you get all this, there's so much choice out there, but the problem is now the cost wise still, it kind of ranks up there like a, with a simple sky box, like a sky, like a full wax sky package well, yeah. is about, about 70, 80 quid win a month, depending if you've got all the sky channels and all that sort of malarkey. So for example, um, I have Netflix, I have Amazon, I have WWE, I have Disney, I have Funimation and Crunchyroll. That comes to at the moment, roughly about 40 quid to 40, 40 to 50 quid a month. That's a that, lot. That, that is actually a lot. That's a ten or more than the basic package on Sky. Yeah. So, but then again, but then again, if you want to use things like Netflix on Sky, you still have to. Yeah. You still have but, to pay for that. So. That, that's the thing that you you you're talking about. Um, even with WWE, you're talking about a bunch of really niche services. Yeah. Okay. True. Um, the app. So that's great. I mean, yeah, we're, we're in a we're in a wonderful period of specialist content. But don't think that general TV is dead. I mean, your big shows on on the terrestrial big four, they're all averaging something like 20 combined. They're hitting 20, 25 million views Saturday and Sunday. They're still getting eyeballs. 
So, Ian, did you say you were paying about £20 a month for your all your streaming services? About, about 40 <clears throat> About 40 Okay, because a standard TV licence is a hundred about £150. Yeah. Mm. That's so a year, right? That's, yeah. a, that's a year, yeah. So, yeah. We, <clears throat> you're, I, I, you're paying about £500 a year for your well, streaming I'm, services. Well, I, I would equivalent what I'm viewing is similar to, like, a Sky package in a way. If if that makes sense, because I yeah. I think like, the pricing is more in line with Sky package. I probably I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's yeah. This is what terrestrial TV is supposed to be like because that's that's ludicrous in a way. Um, but uh, but yes, I I align I align probably the things that I, it's basically I've built basically with all the streaming services. I've kind of built a Sky package that I probably would want to watch. If yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that, if you do it that way, then yeah, you you have, mm. and that's cool. But you're. Yeah, but you're missing a crucial crucial factor in why it's better than a simple Sky package, and that's because most of it's on demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean so, that, yeah. that that is the 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 the, the good um, thing about the main the main thing. Yeah, I mean the main thing I that streaming thought... has about all else is that it can be watched whenever you have the chance to. I the only would... the only well, no, sorry, Karen. Yeah, no, no, no I, I disagree because uh, ITV. Uh... Channel four. But you don't. You don't get everything. Though, right? all, or do, uh, no, you don't get everything. But well, there's well, stuff that's... you would watch. They're they're, they're catching also... up and they're doing a lot more on demand stuff as well. You can't but... binge. Yeah, no, also like the 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 channel four and the ITV stuff. A lot of it's only there for a very limited period of time. I know they replace stuff on Netflix, like they take stuff off and they put new stuff on. But it stays there for longer than I think yeah. it's thirty days. On that's channel because 4? okay. But the thing is with that is that they own that content, right? Yeah. Netflix is licensing content for a period of time, and then it's uh, on Netflix for a period of time. A lot of BBC content, a lot of Channel 4 content, and a lot of um, ITV content is licensed as well. They're made by people other than the BBC. And even, and, yeah, and but they're made for them. the BBC. Yeah, but they're still licensed. Right. So... And I think the BBC have got a limit on how long they can hold stuff up. Some really... Byzantian reason. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So every now and again, I go to like, oh, there was a good panorama episode. I'll go watch that. And it's like, it's only online for thirty days. I'm like, why? <laughs> uh, lots of lots of reasons, but um, people are dicks. I think is is a big one. But yeah, but I, I happily accepted that the other channels have got it there for longer. But it's not because the terrestrials are being dicks. There, yeah. There's licensing issues on there. Well, yeah. I, the, the, I think the thing is is that. The way that I consume media is opposed to broadcasting schedules. Oh yeah. Um, so, in terms of just like, I haven't watched terrestrial or Sky TV for about six years. In terms of just sitting down at a TV, finding something to watch for a set period of time. I'm trying to think the last I did it was probably a really disappointing episode of Doctor Who so last week ah uh, it all rolls into one eventually um I mean with me I mean it's like I've tried to use I, I mean I, I do try and use the Sky services I mean obviously there's so many box sets I mean it's it's very it's it's a, it's a different sort of way of it to say Netflix and that so you can they'll have whole series on there and I think I've, I think the last actual attempt at me watching stuff with them was probably get shorty with chris o'dowd and i was about about halfway through halfway through six episodes in maybe 
I said earlier, I'm not going to dispute the technical advantages and I'm not going to dispute the fact that for some people, this is great stuff. But as I said, the big four are still pulling in every weekend solidly, 20 to 25 million views minimum. Yeah, but, but if you look at it, what's pulling those views in. Well, no, 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 no. I don't care what's pulling those views in. You can't say something's dead if no, no, it's I, still got the okay, majority. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, I mean, we're not saying it. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that because if you think about it, like, okay. So the big four are still making stuff, but they are making stuff because they are government. Well, okay. Not, not, okay. there are set standards for them to do stuff. Sky, on the other hand, when like you know you turn on Sky One between five and eight, and it's either back to back Simpsons or Friends or something that hasn't um, or something that hasn't been like made for the not it's, it's just really licensed stuff. Well, it's not no, it's well yeah no, it's definitely not current. It's mostly reruns of stuff that they have licenses for because they just need to fill airtime, and there are very few shows that they'll get they want to put in certain time slots you know like i used to like used to watch stargate religiously when it was on sky one so it was like right every i want to say thursday at eight you know like the same with buffy it was on a set time period once a week so you tune in like people would do for um for doctor who and stuff but like they're not doing that anymore they've got so many channels where people can just go like well i fancy watching whatever and then there will just be a set channel with a rolling genre content on it yeah. sky one is like a mix of that like um, pop culture stuff i'm just sorry sorry to fl- throw figures at this uh but we're, t- we're uk's currently got a population of around six, 66 to 68 million okay and most weekends you're looking at about 18 million people watching terrestrial Okay, I'm going to say something that might upset people, but I'm going to say it anyway. The stuff that they are watching, though, is not what I would call quality content. And, that's a different and, issue. And, and that's, the, that's, the, that's an opinion. That's no, no, a totally a, different issue. Well, yeah, but isn't the issue, is it still relevant? And, me, the, and it is. You've but, got a third of the population the, watching it, watching those channels. So there's yeah. got to be... Because it's that sort of, it's, um, what's the uh, quote, I forget, was it wine and circuses. It's that sort of content. Yeah. It's giving the people that shock TV. Well, Netflix is giving people wine and circuses. It's just giving you, you like, really fine wine, you know, and a really distinctive circus. Um, I'm just saying, if, if, your, if your argument is, um, like, you can binge watch, yeah, fine. Or it's got more specialist stuff, yeah, fine. What I'm saying is that that's true, and you can be very useful. But if all of us here are, you know, aren't watching terrestrial TV like broadcast TV at any time, um, by the way, when you throw in Sky, uh, that brings it to around uh, thirty, uh, twenty, somewhere between twenty-seven and twenty-eight million. Um, when we're t- when when we're talking about, you know, we just use demand, we just use the online speciality apps. We're seriously in the minority. So if your argument is because we personally watch all this specialist TV, television's dead. Hang we're on, wrong. You, hang on. You, no, I don't like, think anyone's... I don't you, think we're saying television's dead. But I you, think can't, we're just saying... you can't... You can't 100% equate 66 million because of the... Pop, you can't equate the population to the amount of people that watch Terrestrial and, and Sky because... 
that's not, not a device UK. per person. It's not an Oh, no, no, that's person. households. Yeah. So, so most households have got more than one person in them. This, this is true. So statistically, there are, there, there, it's more likely that one per, more than one person would be watching but the same was, thing it, at once. It was, it was but at the same time, person. I live in a household of five people. Yeah. You know, when people are watching, when parents are watching TV, it's just those two. Okay, I'm literally taking one person per household. So I'm saying there's, there's a hell of a lot of people still watching terrestrial. That's still only a third of the population, if that's accurate. A third of the population is a hell of a lot of people. But yeah, I, I, I don't think anyone of, anyone of us is saying that terrestrial television are dead, is dead, because as you say, there are still people that watch it. It's still massive. Okay. Yeah. I think I thought that the question we were sort of raising is, is is terrestrial television still not relevance not the word i want but is it still well, going to have a is it going to have a future like do, is there a future in terrestrial tv the way i look at it from my angle or my angle on this is is kind of well obviously when obviously when you're younger and stuff like that yes you do you do end up watching a lot of stuff on terrestrial over the over the saturdays i mean i mean i remember the days when it was still bloody noel's house party and the bloody national lottery had a and stuff like that. You're talking about stuff pre-internet, yeah, yeah. Era. So and that's then, but, then, but then the thing is, you look at. I mean, I look at the terrestrial television offerings now, and I look at some of the Sky's offerings now. Now I've got I've got Radio Times website logged up in front of me, and I'm looking at this weekend's Saturday night lineup. Just 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 as an example, so you've got. The Greatest Dancer. I'm not the biggest fan of reality shows, so I'm going to skip that. Uh, Casualty? Mm, no. Mrs. Brown's Boys? Absolute hell. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> the Voice? Again. And then, and this is the thing. It's like, I, I, I just, I, I mean, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't go near television on Saturday night simply because it's the same bloody dross. One, one thing, I'll, yeah, I was going to say hang, that hang on. sounds really like the TV listings from when I was a lad. So yeah. that's that's like. <clears throat> years on and they're still producing the same stuff so has it got a future people are still, but, but people are still watching it like, yeah. like you said earlier people are still watching it people I mean, are still tuning in for um dance of the stars whatever the fuck yeah. it is like the, the the way that terrestrial is going to be like the way that i see it moving is that it's less going to be a um, a way for people to consume content in long form stretches. So people aren't just going to sit down day after day, day after you know, night after night, and just watch whatever's on. What they'll probably do is be very picky about what they're watching, tune in at that time, and if they do not get the chance, they'll either use on demand to watch it when they do yeah. have a chance. So the only difference between BBC One and Netflix is that there is a there would be some sort of live channel that would just spool through the Netflix content. I, I, I would this, this, I get what you're saying. And I don't think you're wrong. I just think the usage of it is different. So, uh, yeah, you won't have people on terrestrial binge watching for wish for a better phrase. Like we chewed our way through, um, the entire of, uh, a TV, you know, three seasons of TV in, in six days are here over the Christmas. Cause that's kind of party animals. We are, um, but what they're doing is they're watching long form content in the stuff like uh, dancing on ice with alleged stars or whatever the, the show is or the Great British Bake Off. The Great British Bake Off wouldn't work online. And the reason why I've got for that is because you, but it did. It, but it does. What do you mean? But it does. 
Well, in that, it's British, on okay. Great... I watched I watched the Great British Bake Off on Netflix because at the time because I didn't want to watch it on TV because I didn't okay. have the time to. Secondly, it was available to audiences outside of the UK. Well, it, no, it have the sim- uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's the it's the event TV terrestrial st- still good at this show starts mm. at this time. This mm. this shows off that time, and if you haven't watched it within. I guess if you're working in a place that talks well, Bake Off X hours, screwed. Can I just point out that the Great British Bake Off, I don't watch on the television. I watch it on the on for on demand. So I watch it the next day. Okay. And I, and how, I know how that much that's... online do you avoid as a result of that? And how. how... I just think it's. Yeah. I'm, I like. For when, for oh, yeah, something okay. Like the, but something like... like the Great British Bake Off, I'm not worried about spoilers. It's the Great British Bake Off. Come on. It's okay, not exactly so, like the, a thing. But the but problem. Like, you can if they, avoid if they it. They tell me which flavor flan won the next show, that show. I, I'm just not watching anymore. I can't. Okay, but then, okay, but then, <laughs> how would you counter um, just spoiler culture in, in in general? Because the amount of time, like, I've still got three seasons of Voltron to watch, and I know how that ends because it is impossible. He becomes a for robot. To avoid. <laughs> it's Voltron. It's impossible to miss the spoilers because it is just Voltron. Um, I don't think it's spoiler cut. I'm saying it, it's it's. It's the group event. The terrestrial's really good at group event. Online on demand. No, but people, stuff people, isn't binge, people binge stuff and talk about the discourse there and then. And because TV series aren't getting long form, we're getting 12 episodes. When you say long you form, what do, you, what do you define as long Sorry, form? 20 episodes, uh, maybe? Um, 20, something 20 plus. So you're, yeah. you're referring to literally the, the amount of content. The 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 screen the raw screen hours, yes, right, okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, terrestrial doesn't do well. Actually, stuff like how many how many off side shows does Big Brother have now, or had? Too many. Because uh, pr- there, there's a bunch of these uh, well, of these the- TVs that have got these wits, so they're getting long. More and more of them are getting long form by having even less lower down the rung celebrities come in and discuss the previous celebrities activities well, it's like bake off have um extra slice apprentice has you're fired yeah uh so, uh, all, all reality all major reality shows x factor all that sort of stuff they will yeah. have that extra stuff well so i know when well, i know well, when big brother's on whatever channel it's on these days i can never is it still channel four or is it channel five no it was channel five yeah, yeah but channel but channel like when it was on channel four and back in the old old days like the was it e4 or something basically it was just yes. 24 hours oh, of, yes. big, of extra like they were repeating <laughs> stuff they were talking about it they were interviewing past people and you're just like who wants to know this much drivel about not very interesting people stuck so, in a goldfish bowl. Okay, form, so, if you want long form, that means that they produced at least 1,344 hours of TV. Now, you find me something other than bloody Naruto that is a 1,344 hours. And I think Naruto... Oh, bit, like, hours? That's all... Yeah, 1,344 hours One of piece. nothing. I think I'm talking about Big Brother, not Naruto there. Um... Um, no, I'm pretty sure you're talking about again, both. Okay, but like you're talking about content in the form that, like, whether you like it or not, right? So that's subjective. Yeah, so no, 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 talking... but you're, you're saying long form, and I'm saying that Big Brother already did long form to a ridiculous and, and disturbing degree. But so I think, well, I, okay, okay but when I say long form, I mean long form um, narrative series, not you mean, you mean long form scripted. 
Yeah, yes. I think he's talking okay, about so it's like, got to have it's got to have some substance to it. It can't just be watching people sleep, which is what most of Big Brother was. <laughs> it was. Like, oh. I think what I think what Michael's trying to say is like it's got to have a plot, a script, or some content that's actually okay, like, I'm, 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 like interesting. Yeah. It's something that keeps you like it's not watching people sleep or sunbathe, okay, or whatever so, else they did on. Uh, okay, yeah, so I've got I've got a Ofcom report up in front of me from 2018. Oh God, that's never a good idea. You've got a link. Um, yeah, or I mean, I'll drop it. In, I'll drop it in chat. Um, it's the Media Nations 2018 for the UK. That's so it, like, Ooh, there is a there's an there's an infographic which basically says that viewing was down in twenty uh, in twenty eighteen based on twenty seventeen to crazy. an average of someone watching broadcast television to three hours and twenty three minutes a day. That's live broadcast. Yes. So, well, broadcast television. Yeah, so, so that's actual, someone tuning so into BBC One, BBC yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that live, it's 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 not it's not downloaded. You're you're watching a thing someone else is saying is on now. Yeah. So it would be me. T- it would be the equivalent of me tuning into. Right. Uh, and how many hours yeah. did you say it's down to? Three hours, twenty-three minutes on average. A day. A day. Right. How much spare time do you have in the evening? Uh. Well. That's an evening Again, of viewing. Average, it's av- <laughs> yeah. So it's ba- but then if it's also, well, I assume it's taking into account that like kids come home from school and they turn on CBBS or whatever the children's channels okay. are these days. Okay, so this, yeah. is, this is another, this is another interesting one. So on average, all individuals spend seventy one percent of all their viewing time on broadcast content, whereas sixteen to thirty four year olds spend forty six on broadcast content. What forty six hours or forty six percent? Oh, so does that mean kids are watching more? Or less? Sorry, give me the number again. So, on average, all individuals spend seventy-one percent of all their viewing time on broadcast content. Right. 60, whereas sixteen to thirty-four year olds spend forty-six on broadcast content. So that's a drop in what twenty? No. Yeah, no. That that's that's a pretty heavy drop. So they're they're so, they're doing stuff like YouTube yeah, and so uh, the, on demand yeah, and all that. Is, yeah. So one of the other ones is. Um, 16 to 34 year olds view an hour's worth of YouTube per day on a device other than a TV. Okay. And over 39% of UK households now have at least one subscription on demand service. Yeah. Are they including Sky in that or? Um, well, I, by, well, I don't know. Okay. Not, there's not a breakdown. Um, but when I assume on demand, I assume people paying for. Netflix, Hulu, like that kind of thing. Like yeah. Sky does have an on-demand. Yeah, it's now. Yes, TV. Sky, Sky, and oh, Virgin's also got one. But oh my god, <sighs> awful. Okay, no. So video. <laughs> hang on. What did they actually say in this? Is that's no subscription on demand is not subscription video on demand is classed by them as Netflix, Amazon Prime, and now TV. Right stuff like that. Um, okay. Whereas they've got something called BVOD, which is broadcast video on demand. So that's your iPlayer, ITV, or for my five. Got you. So it's getting a larger chunk. Um, I, I think it's growing, but I think it might just equal out mm. in terms of just like usage because yeah. I you'll get to. I, I know some just. 
using my friend as an example, they don't really tend to watch a lot of TV, mm. but their TV is hooked up to something where someone can watch YouTube, and they spend their day watching YouTube videos. Mm. Or their evening watching YouTube videos. I mean, like, um, sort of, my grandparents-in-law they got a smart TV recently, so we set them up with Netflix because, in the mm. words of Grandma, there's nothing on the telly; it's either repeats or rubbish. I mean, that's how I view broadcast television. Yeah, but that, but this is this is, and what I'm saying is like maybe the reason that the sort of the problem with terrestrial television is they're not getting the money because people are. Because they're not making the content that's p- interesting, people like. Uh, okay, yes. I do. So, like, I mean, Netflix yeah. is throwing money hand over fist at new series, whether they're good or not is entirely up to. But they're at least creating new stuff. I... As you as you said, like most terrestrial television, if you look at Saturday Night, it's the same stuff that we were watching when we, we when before like the internet was a thing. Can I throw how... an alternative view? Yes, please do. Okay. I would suggest that the number of people who enjoyed the um, Saturday night schmaltz, whatever you want to call it, I would say that number of people is around the same as it's always been. Okay, there's a certain proportion of the population that goes sod it Saturday night. I just want to watch something. Right. What I'm going to suggest is that there is now a greater choice. Yeah. So the people who watched terrestrial because there were no other options have now found their specialist services it's like you know it it's people it's like with the 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 music hill in tesco's people who just want a, a block of music put in their car pick it up at tesco's and that will always be the same amount People who actually care about what they listen to and want to investigate what they're listening to and have a definite opinion on what they listen to will go and get something from a name of a record shop that's still in existence. And I see how my metaphor is breaking already. But I, I, I'm just saying, you know, but people who actually care about their music will go on iTunes or Bandcamp or we'll any go and other... find something from somewhere else, and they'll make so... their own. Is what you're basically saying, well, which is what we're sort of saying. Yeah. You can do with the things like Hulu, Netflix. Yeah, you can well, go on and you can actually watch what you want, yeah. not what the masses want. Yeah, and what I'm saying is the ma- the masses are still, you know, it's still this large chunk of uh, content that people do want to watch. It's just for the, for the the people who watched it because there was nothing else on. There's now something else on for them, so they're moving away. I mean, I would I would like to say like something for the streaming services. I think the quality of stuff that they produce is better than what you can get on terrestrial television. I'm not saying it's all good. Yeah. I'm it not saying what you want. I'm not saying it's all good. There is some rubbish out there, but that it's listen. Fun if watch. I want my conspiracy theory documentaries, YouTube has me covered. Yeah. <laughs> and they come in varying levels of quality let's yeah, face it but, I mean, i'm not watching them for quality there's even stuff that's on netflix that some people would consider utter rubbish like i love rupaul's drag race but i am never ever going to claim that it is highbrow television and it's the best quality okay. it's fun this this but this was RuPaul, okay but was rupaul created for netflix netflix has the streaming rights to it but i'm no, not pretty it sure was, it was an American it was created, it was bra uh, no bravo who something it was yeah it was created for a television series in a netflix... television show in america but now i think it's all done i don't think that it's shown on the tele well, it must be shown on the television in america but i think it's most people get it from netflix now 
I, I think Netflix is a wonderful example of, of, of this uh, discussion about quality because Bright was awful but and was they're fun. making a second one. I haven't seen it. But Bright uh, was it's, fun. It's, it's awful. I, I love the second one. Yeah, okay. Bright, okay, yeah, no, Bright was awful, but a lot of fucking people watched yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And they watched I, it I because it they it had run. to go to the cinema to see a film. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the, one of the interesting things about Bright being so terrible, so bad, it was so bad i cannot fathom how bad how, how bad that was but the thing is with it is that it's a big production well yeah. i say big it's a film with a lot of big names attached to it yeah a couple of big names actually but the the idea behind it was that here is a brand new film yeah. that is only available on netflix yeah so we got a lot of eyeballs because people were like well, what the fuck is this i'll watch it because well, it's also, Will Smith in it. Then, you know like on, on the flip side Annihilation is fucking amazing. Yes, and that absolutely shifted it. But th this is this from saying the uh, what was the other one? Uh, the Cloverfield paradox again. Shit, that was whoa. again. But that made a fork, okay. made a turn. But the th the thing is, is that Netflix having the um, obviously they've got the money to do film projects with relatively big names they've but because new, they don't have to with, um, there's a new one with Mad Mikkelsen out on Friday uh, they, they, they've got That's... money and they've got the metrics they know what people will watch well this is yeah exactly so like literally they could make anything and go like it's awful people will watch it well, so they... you don't even and then people who are curious about it might subscribe to their service I'm, but also I'm... you can try Netflix free for a month so you're curious about it I'll try it for a month and then Oh, hey, look, there's loads of other stuff yeah, here. Net so now it's it's uh, Netflix is also available through SkyQ mm -hmm. and Netflix All also put the their prices up. So like at this point, you can watch stuff on Netflix pretty easily. One yeah. of the like, but obviously that you have to be a paying subscriber to actually view it. Whereas, you know, like I've watched some of the stuff on Amazon Prime. Man, uh, Man in the High Castle is actually really good. I haven't seen third mm. season yet, admittedly. Um, but I only watch that because I have a Prime subscription, right? For Amazon, not for not for TV. Yeah, because you've got to get the um, if you want the free delivery, you have to get the TV, which is why I've had that for years and never used it. Mm. See, but I don't, I don't pay, I don't, I don't pay for Prime because uh, like, I, why would I pay for free delivery when I can get? free delivery in two days and it usually comes on it almost instantly like i'm never that desperate for anything from amazon uh because you i have not it. been in november <laughs> yeah I, I wait i wait for my post like a peasant well done i don't <laughs> i'm better than you no, um, I'm, not, I'm not saying either's better i'm just saying that like as you know i've never actually used the amazon video because it's like i don't actually want amazon prime okay fine okay the thing, one of the things I think we're overlooking is like the reason people pay for services like this, and the reason that people pay for Amazon Prime, is convenience, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So here is something be like, well, you know, I don't know what to do. Oh, let's see what's on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen that in a while. I'll watch that. Mm. Like you're creating a library of stuff to watch for when, especially in today's society, you do have time to sit down for a couple of hours. The convenience is going to go soon, though, because the fragmentation is going to bother. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, everything being on its own service is annoying. I yeah, think it's going to see what, a resurgent piracy. 
Probably. But the thing is, is that a majority of people just want to see the content. Yeah. Right? So a lot of people, when iTunes first came about, people were like, well, if it's just easier for me to subscribe to a service, I would rather do that than pirate, because yeah. going to a, a pirate site and hoping the quality's good, you know, it takes more effort than going, here's I, my credit card information. <laughs> iTunes had everything. It did. Yeah, that's the point, though. That's what I'm saying. Netflix and it's got like, huge. In a microcosm, fine. The only game in town. Yeah. But now we're also seeing this in a microcosm in the gaming community because for a long time, Steam was where it was at. Everything is on Steam. Now you've got publisher owned stuff. You know, you've got stuff on the Blizzard launcher, you've got stuff on Uh, Ubisoft's Origin. You've got Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, you've got Game Pass from from Microsoft itself. But then you have things like Epic launching its own game store. And being like, hey, so if devs come over here, we'll give you X amount of revenue, which is better than whatever. And because the Epic Game Store has, well, will have, you know, a lot of people's accounts because of Fortnite tied to it. Well, can I make You know, one? there's a ton of accounts. Yeah. One observation I would make, we're about to see an explosion of piss-awful UIs. Because people like Netflix and people like Amazon, people who've already made, and people like Steam, people who've already made really good UIs for this kind of stuff have copyrighted those UIs. So we're going to have God knows how many new companies reinventing the wheel, but not being allowed to make it round. So that's going to get really annoying quickly. Well, there's that. Yeah. I mean, something I would Oh, sorry, carry on. No, I, I just want to, while it's in my head, I just want to make one. I, I heard a quote today, and I think Netflix put out some sort of like, oh, this is how we did over people's time, like how we mm-hmm. did over the over 2018. They said they weren't compete. The, they said that one of their main competitors was not of the video platforms, it was Fortnite. Yeah. Mm. And for a streaming service to outright go, it's not really other services that we're competing against per se but we're also vying for people's attention yeah it's other forms of media is their bigger competition yeah yes especially considering something like fortnite is very samey but it's very different every time you get a different experience every time you play it yeah i mean how many genres are like that i just keep dying that's because you're shit I know. <laughs> but, my, but my question is like, okay, the National Television Awards was recently, right? Oh, yeah, that was okay. a thing. That was a thing. Right, yes, it was, it was very recently. We will um, be getting onto awards very shortly. I know. I thought this might be helpful. But do you know who won in the TV presenter category? Anton is Deck. it Anton Deck for the eighth year? But the thing Googling is, this. Deck has not worked this entire like the entirety no, and, of last and, year. And, no, it was. No, it was Deck, wasn't which, whichever okay. one, was hand, whichever right, one was, was in rehab, whichever and one was in rehab, I don't really care. But whichever which, one was in rehab hasn't worked, that? hasn't worked for the last year. So how he wasn't the one that won. No, but he no, it was and and Deck won. They both won together as a as a as a pair. That's who won. It wasn't at, it wasn't Deck won on his own. It was and and Deck won. Am I right? Um, before. Am I right in thinking the National Television Awards is voted by the public? Yes. Uh, uh, this is uh, the same public. I don't, I don't remember getting it. This is the same public that decided... <laughs> through my... 
that Mrs. Brown Boys was the most funny show in of all time. Mike, don't scream. No, you'll be pleased to know it wasn't Mrs. Brown Boys that won the National Television Awards. It was Peter Kay's car share. Oh, oh no, this this was some other vote they had recently. Okay. I, so I'm just looking at the list. What list? Are, hang on, hang on. What list are you reading? Me. Yeah. On Google. 20, 2019. Nominees and yep. winners. All right. So I've only got the winners from the BBC up. To be yeah, fair. it's telling it's telling me it's telling me with the the nominees. Uh, the Bruce Forsyth Entertainment Award was won by I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Wow. Brucey, be proud. <laughs> I mean, a Best lot of TV people judge. watched it and enjoyed that. Best TV judge, David <sighs> Williams. Serial, I... dra serial drama performance was won by Danny Dyer in EastEnders. <laughs> this, is, this is like, this is, like the, this is a very self-selecting poll. This is like when Smash hit. This is like Comp comparing the smash hits versus Kerrang best album of the year award. You're basically talking about a, an, an award that is aimed at people that religiously watch Saturday night TV um, and then going, Hey, you person who likes this stuff, what do you think the best Saturday night TV is? So it's a very self-selecting group of people. When mm -hmm. people say the public voted, what they meant was anyone who could give a shit about this can vote on it. And a small minority of people Give a shit. Yeah, so, no, I don't. I just like how relevant this is. This is okay. Yeah, okay, audience, but the thing is, like, yeah, we're, we're casting, we're casting views on. Oh, I can't believe these people run because it's shit. That is a subjective opinion no, about whether or not we like I'm not, the content. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even both, like saying that Ant and Deck aren't great and they did, probably didn't deserve to win. Other years, what I'm concerned about is that one of them hasn't worked for the last twelve months. On he's not been on the television. Well, yeah, but they pre a lot of stuff that they're in is pre-filmed. So while he was in rehab, there was probably a show that he had filmed airing, or, I, I, or film, sorry, an episode or whatever, right? I, so when you when it's like when they got an award, it's as a pair, as a duo, right? So you can't just invalidate one half of that duo's work for the entire year you have to award it to them both no, especially they, they could, given they the human story involved in it i'm also yeah. going to suggest it's their award show the people who ran it probably knew about this situation and they let it ride so fine it's their award show this isn't a definitive listing. No, no, no. I I realise that, but they, this is like it was just sort of like looking. I thought, oh, hang on, the 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 NTAs are recently. I have a look and see, and I was like, really, they won. I, but anyway, this sounds like it's the second half. Yeah, but, topic. You, but yeah. I thought it'd but, be a nice segue for you, Ian. Yes, but um, before before we move on to the second subject of the of the episode, let shall we? Let's just briefly sum up this whole sort of debate about the uh, on demand side of things. Yeah. So, so basically, I think there is. I think it's still there is still room for terrestrial and digital television. Yeah. But yeah. I think for us, I think maybe for our generation in particular, um, we find we find obviously on demand more suited to what our tastes and our and our views. And I think that's and I think that that might that might be a trend that happens onto other generations the, after I, us. The it's other, a possibility. I, th I think I, I imagine so. Yeah. I think as people like Netflix prove where the money is, mm. we're going to see a lot more money available to 
uh, niche programming. I... Because it's going to be, you're going to be able to prove the audience better and you're going to be able to get to the audience better. So there'll be more, more programming for more specific or more targeted audiences, if that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the other, the, I'm just going to go on a slight tangent. Um, because the one streaming service we haven't really talked about is Twitch. Good point. Yeah, but so, Twitch, mm, I suppose Twitch okay, is so a streaming here, here, service. It, it, yeah, no, people tune in to watch streams because people like watching people play video games. And because so, and show and and shows are also broadcast on Twitch. I think yeah. one of one of the other wrestling um, companies, not WWE, yeah, I think so it impact on Twitch at the moment. Twitch so. have Twitch have um, done special events where they've streamed the entirety of Pokemon as a big marathon. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a Bob Ross channel where they've actually got the rights to those Bob Ross episodes. Mm-hmm. The NFL has tried streaming on Twitch to actual like relatively decent success. You know, WWE has been on there. Um, certain boxing fights have been on there but what the main point that that i had was like okay so i'm really into video games i'm really into my video game tournaments there was spectacle when when twitch was first starting mlg events were being streamed through twitch and they were spectacles you you'd sit there for three days watching these tournaments just play out um you know and now you've got you know sports leagues like you got esports leagues you've got you know, Riot's League of Legends stuff that kicks off every mm-hmm. Friday to Sunday. You've got, um, you know, like esports has taken a um, like a franchise sport um, model, and basically, rather than you going right, okay, it's Saturday now, the game, like the game's on. It's literally the game is on. You know, right. So you're watching your so a younger generation of game game fans or esports fans are watching twitch as a live broadcast service like they would tune into what like anyone else would tune in to watch the football yeah. and twitch gives people anyone to make thing- an ad hoc tv chat live tv channel on twitch thing is is when i the when i'm not in a mood to consume my youtube subscription list which is obviously edited videos of however many minutes in length or whatever if I just want to come home and I want to do something and have something on the background, I will stick a Twitch stream on for however many hours. You know, like I'll if there's a game that you know I've either I'm following a personality who plays a bunch of stuff or a single game, or I'll tune into a tournament or I'll tune in to like, oh, I've not seen that game in years. I wonder how they're getting on with it. You know, like and I'll be like, oh, I remember that. Like you can pick and choose the content that you consume. And I think when it comes to streaming services for our generation, I think that is the more important thing. Because as we grow up, we're finding ourselves more and more disconnected with um like the content that is just broadcast on BBC One, BBC Two, like mm-hmm. or ITV or whatever. Like I out of all the stuff that's come out recently, the only thing that I have missed watching is Luther, Bodyguard, and I think, oh Christ, there was something on Channel 4. You know, Ten and then, star? like, may, maybe. Okay, then, so, again, then again, that was the Sky thing. So but then, like, but then you have stuff that used to be on Channel 4, that used to broadcast every week, that is now just on Netflix, in, this, in the way like Black Mirror. And because of the way that, obviously, digital subscription stuff works, is that you can try new things, and that's how, obviously, yeah. we get experiments like Bandersnatch. So... I feel like 
terrestrial property isn't going to go away. No. Because it would require a generational shift, um, but it would also require basically less impoverished people to have access to a range of services that are fundamentally expensive because you need a, you need, you need a an expensive TV or a smart TV. You need internet access. You need extra money for that subscription, or you need some sort of digital, you know, like fairly high quality digital device. I know you can get pies. But that requires tech savvy. I'm going to suggest that terrestrials are not going to go away for the same reason that Radio Two is not going to go away. There are people out there that don't that just want something on in the background of a of a a non engagement. But Radio Radio Two is Radio where dead people go. Um, Well, but thing is, Radio Two is an interesting one because it cycles through. Um, it cycles through generations. So I caught myself listening to Radio 2 and be like, oh yeah, no, this is this is good music. Not <laughs> realizing, <laughs> not realizing that the music was from when I was growing up, right? Yep. So the music when my when my parents used to put on Radio 2, I was like, oh for fuck's sake, not this old shit again. And then like there becomes a point when you're like, This is my music. This is the music and I grew up. This is my nostalgia. This will... is But I don't see that happening to TV. I think as people get older, they will either shift to consuming the content that they want on their own terms, Mm. or terrestrial TV will just become like like some sort of Sky One, where they'll just they will just churn through the cheap, crappy material, and then they'll go, "Here is our, you know, here is Peaky Blinders," you know, and and then they'll Mm. put all the good stuff worth keeping on iPlayer, on more four on also, you know, like already or whatever it is. Also, like, I've I, I just thought of another reason that terrestrial TV will never die or like sky will never die. Home shopping channels. I was going to say terrestrials unlikely to die because their barrier to entry is so minimal. I mean, you can get a TV that you can watch digital on. That's like, I don't know, less than a hundred. You can get one for, yeah. yeah, I mean, pretty much they all come with like the need for a analog aerial is gone. Yeah, when did, when did the digital switch over happen? Was it twenty twelve? Uh, years ago, I guess. Uh, yeah, something like that. It, it was it was a while ago, but then you know, and because of that, we actually get like a huge choice of TV channels. But, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, so you, but... you, if you just got one, bang, it's like an, an aerial's but the, yeah, like twenty quid and uh, TV. I mean, when Channel Five, people when launch, when, remember when Channel Five launched, and you couldn't get it in a lot of places. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah you, had to, you had to have the Channel Five engineer pop round in his sort of multicolored yeah. van to go, to go. Yeah, I have a functioning. Quite, like, I'm quite that. sad that Channel Five became kind of like a. Oh, it's the worst of the lot. But <laughs> like their 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 statement was kind of like, well, we're just going to get American TV, right? Mm-hmm. So they had the selling point, like, well, you're never going to see this anywhere else, you know. So you had like CSI, didn't they? You had C- well, yeah, they had CSI, they had Special Victim Unit, like they had the stuff, like the the American television serials. They were like, you know, and through them we kind of got, oh, this is what like high budget stuff is meant mm. to look like. Because like, I look, I watch casualty, and I'm like, this is really, I I don't know, like I like it's it. This is one of the reasons why I can't watch Doctor Who is that I've watched it and I go, the production value on this is worse than some like. B movie esque stuff, and yeah, it's meant to be easy one. It's meant to be BBC's like flagship 
pride and joy. And it's just, it's, yeah. it's almost like YouTube After Effects level work, which is yeah. why I don't like, which is why I have a very big problem with trying to take it seriously because the production value involved in it. Oh, you're not supposed to take Doctor Who seriously. Well, th- I, I get the impression it's meant to be a kids thing, which is probably um, it is. It's supposed to be like family entertainment, so you like the kids can watch it, mum can watch it, and grandpa, grandma can watch it. It's supposed to be like the thing that you all gather around the TV to watch together. Well, this latest series, my mum and dad have decided to take an interest in Doctor Who, and okay. then I, have, I, I haven't seen any of the new series, and it's not because I'm I'm avoiding it. It's just it's like I've never really got into Doctor Who. It's like I'll watch occasional episodes. It's like every time the Doctor regenerates and starts again, I kind of. Yeah, I'll look at it, but then yeah. I just kind of drift off to the side, but and like then go and then go. When's the next WWE event on? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's it. Doctor Who isn't your show. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, if it's your show, like it is mine. Mm. I love it. Like, and I am aware that there is it has its flaws and whatever. But like, it you have to find your show or your mm. thing, don't you? Like for Ian, Ian, yours is WWE. Mine's Doctor Who and ridiculously stupid American programming. <laughs> Um, I don't know, Raggedy Man and I, Michael's are, but I've got their thing. I have to admit, I really enjoyed watching Nailed It over Christmas on <gasps> Netflix. I love Nailed It so much. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I just want to make a point about terrestrial television. Think about uh-huh. how much it's changed from when we were kids. Like when we were kids, it was four channels. That was it. When, like, when, you know, when we, and then Channel 5 came out. When did Channel 5 appear on the scene? Does anyone know? Uh, 97, 98, say, 99. Yeah. And then suddenly we had five channels, but you couldn't. not everyone could get all five channels. Yeah. So if you could get the fifth channel, oh my God, you're so lucky because you can watch this. You totally missed Sky. Um, channel 5 started in 97. Yeah, but the thing was, like, Sky, when I, I remember it as a kid, when Sky first became a thing... I don't know if this was just my parents being very sort of, oh, we're not middle class, but, you know, we are, but we're going to pretend we're not. Like, my parents wouldn't have it in the house because they saw oh, it as... Oh, yes, exactly yeah, like that, They yeah. saw it as, like, American Corrupting cable. element. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it is. Yeah, it is. But they, they, they saw it... I mean, I think my mother once descri- described it in the same tones one would describe, like, botulism or... Yeah. yeah, that's my folks. Yeah, so it's okay, so that wasn't just my experience of it. And then suddenly... Everyone had Sky, didn't they? Like, you know, you'd go around to someone's house, they had Sky. I, like, I mean, my mother has uh, never had Sky. She will never I, have a I house. I, I, genu- I genuinely think the, the, the majority of people that adopted Sky were dads yes, who dads. wanted to watch yep. sport. Like, and they were like, well, if we want to get the sports channels, we can get the film channels. Now we'll keep the kids happy and the wife happy. And then, you know, yep. like, there's other stuff that they can watch. Yeah, but, like... It was all about. I, re- I remember one of the coolest things when you were young and you went to, and when I was trying to went to like friends' house and stuff like that, and they had Cartoon Network. Oh my god! Yes, Cartoon Network. Oh my was god! Like, Cartoon Network was like like a world, a world you could not even imagine. I know it was one amazing. Of the, one of the one of the greatest things when I grew up. Well, when I was growing up, I was growing up in Germany, so there were a lot more TV channels in Germany, so you had a lot more choice. Being a British kid in Germany, kind of limits what I can watch on TV. <laughs> Sailor Moon. Uh, I mean, Sailor Moon was one. Pokemon was one. Uh, I actually like Germany broadcast Detective Conan and Technoman as well. Oh. In um, they had like a like a four hour block 
um, which is like midday to like half four, I think. And then it ended with like uh, The Simpsons or something. Um, yeah. But like when I first started I, when working. It came to... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Karen. No, I was going to say, when I first started working, a lot of my jobs were in bars. And I can remember the blokes sitting around, going, say, oh, what's, what Sky Package you got? And they were like. Yeah. They were like. No, Sky, like it was Sky like used some to be sort exciting of... point in pubs. Yeah, but no, but these these guys weren't even talking about the ones that we had in the pubs. They were talking about the ones they had at home. Oh, I've got this. I've got sports. I've got like Sky Package One, which gives me movies, kids, and one like sport package. And then they, there was this almost one-upmanship of oh well, I've got this package and it gives me everything. And you're just like he was like, oh my god, yeah, we're all coming around your house for the football or whatever. Yes. And it was just like. It was so bizarre to me because I was just like, I do not understand your world. <laughs> yes. Um, just really, we are about to move on to the next topic, but our, uh, but no, I, I, I would, from my last remembrance of, of Sky in, in childhood was when Sky Box Office, there was only three channels of Sky Box Office and you had to ring up. Oh my to God, get yes. your film because you ring up because you could watch like the first five minutes of the film on Sky Box Office before the signal became scrambled. And, and then remember, how, and you, I, want, you had to put the pin in, and the parent, your parents never told you the pin. Well, no, 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 no. Basically, unless you hadn't rung up and actually ordered the film, it just went. So like it went all white noisy and stuff like that, and it's like you can. I remember watching like the first like five minutes of Scream. <laughs> before it went shh, and all that sort of stuff but yeah it's like when you even oh, i remember oh god those i could i could we could we can reminisce for days but, on on skype but anyway um but no but do... the, point I, the point i was trying to make just about like this, think how much the way we consume media has changed just in our lifetime mm. and think how much quicker it's going to keep changing because technology is changing quicker and quicker so as i said i don't think terrestrial tv is ever going to go away i think it's just going to change it's going to have to change, otherwise it probably will go away. Well, yeah, because apart from anything else, as soon as Sky turned up, people were saying terrestrial TV was dead, and it hasn't died. It's just... But that's the the problem. I, I do won't die. Like, okay, so the reason I don't think terrestrial TV will, will die, despite the fact that I don't, I'm not its target consumer anymore, is because genuinely the people that watch more TV the most TV in in the UK are low-income households. But as technology becomes cheaper, and it is, let's be honest, think about it, like, getting a digital TV, well, I don't know, five years ago, they were twice the price. Yeah, it's all going to come down. But... I mean, you can buy them in, like, Aldi for really cheap, ridiculous prices at occasionally. What, for a digital TV? Yeah. Yeah, you can have a, t you, you can have a digital TV set up for less than 100 quid, I said that. The, that it's already cheap as hell, but you can also get um, what are those? Uh, those the sticks? Like, is it Amazon, Amazon Fire? Fire? Even Amazon Fire for like 30, 40 quid, depending on what time of year you go to them. But plus you can internet get, connection. Yeah, plus internet. But internet connections are becoming cheaper. I, this may be a pipe dream, but I'm I'm kind of hoping that the the gap between you know the sort of middle classes and the lower income houses is closing every year. <laughs> oh, I, it is. It's just not in a good way. <laughs> no, I, I I know, I know. It's not like all sunshine and roses, but you see more kids now with mobile phones than you did say five years ago. 
because they're a lot cheaper yeah 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 so what so my thought is that this like because you can get like the google the google chromecast is that what it's called yep. you yeah. get that for like 30 quid and yes okay internet's are still the inter having an internet is still an expensive thing, but it's becoming cheaper every year. Well, maybe that's just yes. me. So you know, I, I'm thinking that as time goes on, the technology will become more readily available, even to the lower income bracket of the population. So it might be that while it might not be our lifetime, maybe you know, in like my nieces when they're older, they'll all be able to like afford and have that like everyone will have netflix or whatever it's called in you know 50 60 years i think we shall leave that thought at that right so that is all the the wonderful world of on demand out of the way let's move on to topic number two of the episode and it's a lovely award-winning one it's awards do they really matter now yesterday um, we had the oscars oscar nominations came out and uh yes a lot of uh, people are happy that Black Panther becomes the first superhero film to get a Best Picture nod, but every time this, every every time every time this sort of happens every year, there's always the big uproar of people just sort of poo-pooing awards and kind of, and, and it kind of just asks the question: Do do these awards really matter? Are we, talking, the, uh, are we talking about the Oscars specifically? Well, no, I, I think generally you look at. I mean, we touched on it earlier. I mean, look at the National Television Awards. I mean, uh, well, they're worth it um, because people make money off them. So yeah. Adam Deck will be making money off that. Their price will have gone up. Times uh, eighteen now. Yeah, their money's so. Yeah, I mean the the if you win an os if you win an Oscar, you're looking at about an eight percent bump in salary. So yeah, Oscar's okay. worth about so, uh, was it fifteen million for an Oscar. But here's the, here's the thing about the Oscars. Now, the, the the constant thing about the Oscars half the time is what people believe are best pictures and so forth are not in line with what the Academy decides to vote. Now, for for years, there's always been a very sort of very well. I think the way it is, it's basically the smaller, intimate, art house, prestige pictures. They always sort of pick up those nominations and awards. And yeah. and basically, and again, you can look at you can look at this year's nominations for best picture. And um, and I, I'm going to go through the list. And I'm going to I'm going to ask just say if you've seen it, or you haven't seen it, or you don't know what it's about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think this one's a given. Black Panther. I think yeah. you know what it's about. Same. Seen, seen it. Seen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Black Klansman. Not seen it. Know what it's about. Yeah, know what it's about. Good. Uh, next one, Bohemian Rhapsody. Seen. Not seen it, but know what seen. it's about. Good. Favourite. Uh, yep. Know what it's about. Yep. Know Green what it's about. Book. Know what it's about. Know what it's about. Roma. Know no. what it's about. Seen Star, it. Star is Born. Know what it's Not about. My wife saw it. I haven't seen this adaptation of it, but I've seen previous <laughs> adaptations. How many um, previous adaptations the, uh, have you seen? This will become a pissing contest, I'm sure. This, this, um, uh, this uh, the, the last one is Vice, but Vice isn't That's not out UK. It's not UK. It's out on Friday. But I, I know really what I know right, about. Okay. I have no idea what Vice is about. Vice is about the um, Dick Cheney. About Dick Cheney. Oh, yeah, Christian Bell and Very Fat. Right. Oh, yeah. that thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sweet for this, okay. on this From one. the director of Anchorman. Yeah, yeah, so gonna go see that. Mm. But um, yeah, you you look at the you look at those films now. 
they, according to the Academy or all the all the peers in Hollywood, they believe those eight films are the best films of the last year. Yeah, right. I, I'm not a film critic, so I don't know. Like the, the I'd vaguely gather that Black Handsman is probably worth it. Okay, so this opinion, uh, see, Black Panther is a device a divisive one. Mm. Because it is, it, it, it is, it is. Hang on, let me finish. It, it <laughs> is a good film. It is a good film. Um, it's the first of the superhero films of the last decade to be nominated for Best Picture. Yes. Although it, it's my belief, and I can be completely wrong in this, that it's been mostly nominated because of the effect it's had around the film. Like the the impact of the film has been greater than the film itself. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, you look at. I mean, so, I've got I've got the box office totals for all eight of these films at the moment so yeah, far. Yeah, okay. Anyway, before you before you say that, it, the Oscar awards are never normally. I mean, okay, so Roma is something that is only available on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So having box office like numbers doesn't really help in terms of like it. It help well. Basically, the, the film is. in order to be nominated, a film must premiere in a theatre and have played for paid admission in, in a Los Angeles County cinema for a minimum of seven consecutive days. So, Romeo probably did that on the festival circuits and limited run in cinemas right, in Los Angeles. Yeah. That's how it's got there. So, I, I mean, I've got the to- I've got I've got the current box office totals for the for the best picture nominations. No surprises. Black Panther is at the top of one point thirty five billion dollars. Roma has two hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. Yeah. So it did the minimum amount to get. Yeah. yeah. And and there's the thing, I mean, other than that, we won't know well, until Netflix um, reveal. Netflix will probably I don't know, Netflix will reveal. They will obviously they could say how many people have watched Roma, how many people have can, gone and viewed Roma. That's can, can I make two two quick observations? Uh number one, the criteria for best picture are utterly well, for most of these categories, are pretty much the title of the award. The criteria from them, beyond some technical issues, are really, really just vague. Like that, so if you want to judge what the best picture is, you've got to, you know, it, you can argue what best picture is for practically anything because it's such a vague term. The other thing to remember is the Oscars have always been deeply political. The Oscars themselves are a PR stunt. That's what they are. That's what they started out as. That's what they've always been. So this is where the movie industry puts on its glad rags and goes, look at us, we're fucking great. Okay, so does that apply to all awards then? I don't know because there are a lot of awards it, uh, out yeah, there. Uh, so you're talking it's, about, it's, like, it's about, you're talking about talk- the Oscar. Well, I'm talking about Oscars in one sense, but isn't everything else everything it's like national television oh, awards yeah. it's the it's it's the people on television sort of well, yeah, making a political stance to or not really a political stance no, but no, making no, like no, a no. campaign to get people to ring in and vote for them i mean obviously i mean you look at loose women and and this morning stuff like that and they say really oh, oh oh we've been nominated be be lovely people pick up the phone give us a ring but get us an award well, make well, us feel warm and fuzzy not talking about campaigning i'm talking about politics in a different sense but yeah every award i mean the 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 Kerrang Awards wants to make it obvious that it's like the most important award. It's it's pitching to people that buy that. The 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 bloody awful Gore Awards, I believe that is that's the name of them. They're not gonna, you know, when they do best picture, they're not gonna take a soft 
touching romantic horror story, they're going to take Blood Splatter 15 and go, this is the greatest because you see someone's head exploding inside a whale, you know. I mean, they're, the... they're, they're always, every award is always pitching at the audience that cares about the award and that cares about the content. They're always pitching at what it's trying to represent. So, yeah, every single award is about itself. Yeah, That's I mean, all it ever is. A good so example... what's the point of them? Well, yeah, but a good example of that is uh, Ian what? and both and Michael. You've both been involved in conventions quite a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, conventions do give out awards to things. Yeah, you know, best cosplayer, best uh, panel, that sort of thing. That, that and think about it. That started happening a lot more recently because people care. Yeah. they don't care. The, the, you know that's a really weird statement to make. Like. I don't, if I go to a convention and they're like, oh, yeah, there's a reward for best cosplayer. If I'm not a cosplayer, I don't care because I'm not competing for that award. But when you're announcing it at the the closing ceremony, I care because I'm really hyped for that person to have won that. If you're a cosplayer and you're at an event that's giving an award for best cosplay, you will also care because you know that that event cares about cosplayers. Yeah. So, like, okay, so... No offense to any conventions out there, but like things like the anime scene, the conventions are quite small compared to, say, the Oscars. So, like awards done at conventions are small, like the one end of the scale. Yeah. I think my I think my my mm. broader topic for this one is more to do with uh, the media we consume. In a okay, way. so here is okay. So regardless of what award what award we are talking about, it is a stamp of quality. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that is, so when, when I didn't used to care, well, I say I didn't used to care about a film, I've been a film student for decades now, but the, the, when you look at an Oscar list, you think, okay, so like I, I, most of that stuff, I still need to watch admittedly, but the, the way that I see it is that this is the best of the year, right? Mm. So, you know, like, even if it doesn't win, those films are definitely still worth watching for some, and looking into and like, reading about and looking at the discourse around because they are important because they have been nominated right so well things like i i have enjoyed i haven't i've i've kind of half watched roma i need to like really stick through it um but i've liked that director's other work like Mm. i loved gravity i really loved gravity oh is it Um, the same person did gravity yep and harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban Obviously, yeah. yes. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a wide range of stuff. But then, like Spike Lee's films have always been great, mm. and I've yet to see Black Clansman. And the whole premise around it, and the like, the fact that it's a supposedly based off a true story as well, right, has me right. really intrigued about it. So, if the, if that's done well, then and, you know it's been nominated for an Oscar. Then I'm like, no, that's that's probably a good film. You know, like the way that I look at it is that Black Panther aside, I I still I see that list and go, those are films that I probably should watch. Whereas Black Panther is just there because like with it being as part of the Marvel universe, I would have just seen it anyway. I you know like it, it's just something that I would have because of my natural in, because of my nerdy interests, I just would have absorbed and consumed naturally rather than going out of my way to watch. Um, the favorite green book a star is born or vice star is born definitely not in my wheelhouse at all but because it's on that list i might go watch it uh riffing off what you're saying i'm going to suggest that this is probably the most uh political small p uh listing i've ever seen because three of the movies are directly about race relations and 
and and and racism uh vice is basically saying the pre the, the the president before this was an idiot who was corrupt as fuck and that's basically aiming it at that current administration uh roma is uh a, a black and white foreign film i don't even think it's in english nope. and it's in that's and that is a very bold you know that that in itself is like hey let's look outside this country i mean the favorite and bohemian rhapsody and a star are born they're like the only really no, uh, the, the the favorite and Bohemian Rhapsody come under the sort of sexuality. Yeah, no umbrella because obviously Bohemian Rhapsody is Freddie, um, so, is Freddie, and the favorite is about like lesbians and you know the only lesbian queen of Britain. We've got one movie there, A Star Is Born, that is your traditional. No, uh, the, A Star Is Born, A Star Is Born is basically spousal abuse and drug addiction. Yeah, that's fairly standard for for that. that, that I'd it's, say that it's... falls in the wheel wheelhouse of it, but that that's the closest we got to a standard Oscar bait. So, yeah, but I mean, I... just, just the, the choice. I'm saying is with this one, with this picking, just just the selection says something about the state of America at this time. But that these you... have been put forward. Like, I mean, I mean that, look... but that's the that's the thing though, because the majority yeah. of the films that do get picked are also are films that are. Uh, um, they're about okay. They're about a story, but they're also about other things, right? Yeah. You know, you had like, um, fuck, what was it? Okay, Shape of Water, right? Yep. Well, she was best that is that it. is, yeah. It, it it's a film about a relationship between uh, is it a mute or a deaf woman? A mute Actually, and a fish. Yeah, <laughs> a mute and a monster, man. right? Fish man. Fish man. The, oh, age sapien. But the type, but the entire point of it is that it's it's a story about immigration like an immigrant story basically it's about a story about an alien right who is on you know who can be perceived as a monster but is actually as human as the rest of us so you have so that list is very much a you know like you have a you know a film about um racism uh black panther is about race you know Black Townsman definitely about race. You have Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a uh, family-friendly version <laughs> of uh, Freddie's all the family. You know, uh, Green Book is about it's about racism. Mm -hmm. Roma, Roma is interesting because it, because it is in Spanish. I'm surprised it's not in um, best foreign. It is. It is in both. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, which uh, one I think is going to win? Quite a lot okay. of quite a lot of the best picture nominations appear in all the other categories as well. Standard, mm. but like you, you, the, the, what we're basically saying is that the best kit picture category is basically a cross section of the social media timeline of the last year. Yeah, uh, well, that's a fair that's yeah. a fair observation. Like, that's, I mean, that's I that, that's how I have looked when well, I saw a liberal, all of those. Liberal version, yeah, yeah, but like, it's because it covers sexuality, it covers race, mm. it covers politics, it covers immigration. You know, it covers all of those sorts. But they of always things. have done. Yeah, but this I would say that this. But they year always have done. But they, is the... the most obvious. Yeah, like other years, it's been more. No, oh, no, 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 no. I don't. No. I don't. When I don't want to say. Run, when Crash won, that was. No, Crash, I that was back yeah, in no, no. 2006. Yeah. Uh, 2006, you say? Yeah. Yeah. Oscar. I'm not saying I'm not saying other years haven't been as obvious, but like this is the first one that I have actually paid attention to, where I've noticed it as obviously as but, other, I, I, yeah, than I think other years. The reason that 
but I think the reason that a lot of people are making that leap is because Black Panther's in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The way I look at this Best Picture nomination, I don't care who wins. Because of all those sh- films, I've seen one, and I want to see one, two, three, four, five, but not enough to go see them in the five? cinema. I'm going to so, but what I'm saying is, I want Black Panther to win because that's the only one I've seen. I'm going to side with Mike on this one because the year Crash won. The other options were Brookback Mountain, which should have won. Uh, I'm not going to. Oh answer. no, wait, let's not go into the gay cowboy. A lot of people were expecting anyway, Brookback to clear it. Anyway, uh, Capote. Which had a lot of uh, sexual terms. Good night, uh, good night, and good luck. Which I believe was a political dra- history drama. Yeah, and Eunuch. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not. I'm so, not saying no, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm other just... years aren't the same, but this is like the first one. Like, uh, if you think about like the big no. news stories of 2018, these are the, the. I mean, other years have done it as well, but this is like really okay. You can go okay. Uh, yeah, that one's from that news. Like. I'm not saying maybe this is just the way I look at it, but I can look at those nominations and go, okay, there was a story on my new timeline that fits that, and there's a story on my timeline yeah, that fits no, that. Like, so yeah, I'm not saying that other years haven't done it. I'm just saying that this year it seems really well, like smack you in the face with it. I'm, I'm I think it's always it's always been like this. I think there's just more eyeballs on social media because of the political climate that we're in. It's yeah, also I, nice to see more representation in the best picture category. I mean, the fact that Black Panther is yeah. up for seven awards as a as a film that is, you know, a black led blockbuster. Yeah, is you know is incredible. The fact that they have got essentially a a popularist movie because even even Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, now I'm not going to pretend for a minute that Queen weren't huge and all that, but the actual movie itself is. There, I'm trying to think how to put it. There's a you certain wouldn't take the kid, the, You wouldn't take the kids to see it. I was gonna. Well, it's I was gonna say. It, I was gonna say. There's a certain amount. There's a certain amount of the BBC to the whole thing. It is definitely a drama trying to be with with wonderful acting and all that. Whereas Black Panther, a lot of shit blows up in really wicked ninja ways. Put it this way. Bohemian Rhapsody is the one you take the date you're trying to impress because you're highbrow to. Black Panther's the one you go to see with your mates because it'll be fun. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is, uh, I can't remember the last time something as blow shit up crazy as Black Panther uh, as Black Panther got in the best picture listing. The last one I can think of is Lord of the Rings, mm. and even then, that was for the third one because they didn't have a choice because it had literally made all the money ever. It, it did the it did the clean sweep that year. It won every award it was nominated for because <laughs> they didn't have any choice because it literally had all the money of cinema, all the yeah. money cinema ever made. It made it. But, I mean, okay, just, so we're talking about, like, do people care about... The, the, the question we're really asking is not whether the Best Picture nomination or the Oscars is, you know, diversive or whatever. What the, what the sort of question that I would said is, do people care about award shows? Yeah, uh, hang on. Do people care about award shows or do people care about awards? Those are two very different things. The question can be, okay, are both questions. Like, okay, we'll start with awards. Do people care about awards? Yes, demonstrably so, because movies that get awards make more money. But there there is that element to it. But also, I mean, okay, other than Roma, but Roma had a very, very limited cinematic release. All those money, all those movies have made, and you said you had the box office numbers. Yes. So I'm assuming they've all done well. Let's have a look. 
Okay, they'll so... now have a rebound and make more money. No, but what uh, I'm... Okay, no, they will. Sorry. Every movie that gets that gets put up for Best Picture, okay. as a result, gets a rebound and makes another run of money. I mean, from 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 my time working for Picture House, and and this is when I was working in Henley, and this is when uh, the art, these sort of films are like the bread and butter of that cinema chain in particular. So usually we would always have to be interested in what happens with the Oscars, despite sometimes the political and the whole whole climate can be very very weird but i'm looking at the the, uh, the box office titles at the moment for the 2019 nominations only three of them are above a hundred million dollars currently yeah. give it a while at, at, at the moment at the but, moment okay, well, black I... phantom's now out on blu-ray dvd and on demand oh uh, that's gonna yeah. star star is born is now on demand bohemian rhapsody cinema it's been doing sing-along versions black panther has been out on dvd and blu-ray for about five months now uh green books just come out in the uk favorite is still at cinema vice is out on friday and roma is still online but so but all those films they've all done well at the box office other than as i say roma reasonably say, well we, we can't. yeah yeah so, so they've all done reasonably well but do they do people go and see them because they've won an Oscar or been nominated yes. for an Oscar, or do people go and see them because they're in the news because everyone's like, ah, oh, the nominee Oscar nominations are in? Like, let's, cool I think, let's put uh, I mean, that uh, first. I mean, I mean that first question as you asked of do people go and see if it's won an Oscar? I mean, that's a fair question for us to ask ourselves. If we haven't seen, okay, say we hadn't seen these films or knew about these films, but we found out that, say, Black Klansman won Best Director, would you go and see it because it won an award? I, no. I, I, I Wait, don't. Well, I, okay, hang on, what, you go first. I just, just want to. Like, so I would say yes, but Lizzie, you said you wouldn't see it because it won Best Director. No, I, well, I want because I. I if I'm not interested in going to see it before it's got an Oscar, a won an award, I'm not going to go see it just because it's won an award. I'm like gonna... I, when I see okay, a poster, okay. it says nominated for five Academy Awards. That doesn't make me go, oh yeah, so, so I'm suddenly I... going to see this right, movie. Okay. I'm going to so agree with Lizzie so you're on not that going... one. Right, no, I'm not. I'm not going out of my way to see something just because I... the Oscars have said I should. I or any am... award show. I'm going to agree with Lizzie on this. If it's something that I had no interest in beforehand. I'm not going to go and see it because it's won an Oscar. However, if it's something that I'm kind of interested in and it's got a best picture nod or it's won an Oscar, I'm more likely to go and see it. So I don't think awards change people's view on whether they'll see a movie. I think they increase the likelihood of them going and seeing it. So so, if it's sitting, you're more likely once it's got a gong. But the the main struggling point is you need to be uh, engaged in the content it's providing. Like so, Green yeah, Book. I, I saw the trailer for Green Book a couple of days ago and I was like, oh, okay, that looks interesting, but I've, I've forgotten about it. Now I know it's got up for Best Picture. Yeah, on a personal level, I am more likely to go and see it now because it's obviously, a, you know, it, it, it's got that ring, ring to it. And fun, again, fun facts about Green Book it is directed by Peter Farrelly, one of the Farrelly brothers behind the Something About Mary. Wow, that does not like look like that does not make me want to go see it. But like, um, for me, like obviously, when like I learn about films from trailers or something on you, like things that are on YouTube, right? Assuming that's how, or when I go to the cinema and you see the previews. Mm. So for me, trailers come into three categories for me. Hell yes, I have to see this when it comes out in the cinema. Eh, it looks good. I'll probably wait till it comes out on DVD. And not a hope in hell am I going to go see that. That's my three categories. They, you know, yours may vary. Mm-hmm. But if, say, there's a, ca- there's a film in Not a Hope in Hell of Me Going to See That, and it suddenly won Best Picture, 
I'm not going to go see that. Like Vice, I have no interest in going to see Vice whatsoever. And just because it's something in Best Picture doesn't make me go, I want to go see that. So, okay. like, okay. I, I think so. What if, what if a movie you had in in the mid category got an Oscar? Would that bump it higher up your list? No. What would bump it higher up my list is if, say, one of my friends came to me and said, "Oh, I've just been to see The Favorite. Amazing. You've got to see it in the cinema." Okay. So oh. for me, it's not. I'm not going to listen to you, some faceless, nameless bunch of people in Hollywood who say, "Yeah, we're going to give Best Picture to I don't know." Black Panther. Like, I'm quite interested in Black Panther winning Beck's picture because I think it would be mm. really good in, like, a social kind of way because it would show that, hey, look, representation matters. Oh, but I'm yeah. not, like, I'm not, like, on tenterhooks, like, oh, my God, I hope it wins. Oh, my God, I hope it wins. Well, I, I honestly, I mean, usually by now people say there's a there's an absolute clear favour, but, but it's a bit all up in the air, really. I mean, I mean, if you were a betting person, you could put a little punt on Black Panther simply because of the love it might receive from the Academy members. That's that's one thing. I think I, I'm worried about the fact that there's a there's a one in four chance of a musical winning. I mean, that worries me. But well, yeah, I suppose there are two musical. Yeah, there are essentially are two fair, musicals in there, and we could get Mamma Green... Mia as a best picture at this rate. To be fair, Green Book is actually a musical because it's about a jazz musician. Yeah. So technically, uh, technically, Green Book is also a musical. Uh, they're not like, yeah, yeah, but no, oh, I, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody as well. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you've got I, A Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Green Book. Yeah. So there's three I, musicals, Liv, Lizzie. I totally get where you're coming from, and I totally, I, I, I happily accept there are a lot of people who are still going to think like that. But whether it's because they've won the award, whether it's because people are more aware of them, especially with the lesser known movies, like I'm pretty sure Roma and Green Book have had a hell of a lot more bump than Bohemian Rhapsody or Black Panther have by being mentioned. Mm. As a result of this, more people are going to go see him and they're going to make more dollar. So yeah, yeah, oh, no, I'm like, but I think... Well, the mechanism by which that works is people who were thinking about it or people who didn't know suddenly to go and develop opinion or because they know it now exists or people who are thinking about it are more likely to because it's got an endorsement it's it's the same thing if it's like a palm door or some some you know like south by southwest or whatever if i'm looking yeah. through a bunch of dvds and i see it's got a whole bunch of palm doors on it i don't necessarily even you know on, on a cd a, box that what's I'm, a palm door uh goals it's this generic thing they give out at it's at, the uh, bigger what it cans, the French film festival. People give them out at loads of different smaller festivals because they've got yeah. the Palm Palm Dawn and then the Dog and Duck Palm Dawn and then the three blokes down the road watching stuff over the weekend, Palm Dawn and all that. I will. If, if I'm looking at a box and I'm, on, and I'm like, let's have a look at it, if I see there's all this lavish whatever thrown at it, I'm more likely to give it a punt. Because mm. I mean, gone yeah it's good it's a record if, if, if you don't if you know jack about the movie and you're literally looking at the, at the box which a lot of people are in a lot of movies mm. um you're gonna go yeah fine i'll risk the tenor I, I mean i'm looking at the nominations i mean the category i like the most at the moment is the best anime feature because the five there are actually really decent films in their own right yeah the spider-man's taking that hand yeah down. yeah it's like oh okay it's like I it's hope Ralph breaks the internet doesn't get it because I was not. It's a bad film. Didn't it win? Didn't it, oh, it's not. Didn't it win the too. first one? Didn't it win for the first one? Uh, no, but, no, I'm thinking of Big Hero Six. My bad. Um, I, I, I'm just not. 
I, I just thought Ralph Breaks the Internet wasn't as strong as the original. No, no, I don't think it was either. But it, I think in terms of the animation films, they were probably the five strongest ones that could be there. I mean, one of the things, if we're going back to the um, to the who's going to win and all that, one of the things you've got to remember about the Oscars is they're notorious for giving people awards for previous movies because they can only give out one a year for yep. each category. Well, yeah, I mean, if you, let's say look at Best Actress category. Mm. You've got uh, what I assume is the lead actress in Roma. Yeah. Glenn Close. Hasn't won an award. Yeah. Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Lady yeah. Gaga and Melissa McCarthy. Well, what what is the betting that Glenn Close wins that one? Because it's, it's like because she's Glenn Close, well, not she because is very good. Yeah, she is very good, but is this is the thing that we're like? I'm not saying this for all awards, but certainly for the Oscars, this is the problem I have with hmm. things like the Oscars. Is it's not it's not a public vote, but no. it's still a popular vote. Mm, not really. It's a board of experts. Yeah, have you seen who's on the? Have you seen these boards of experts? Yeah, the academy. Well, they're the more academy qualified are made up than of, we are to make these opinions. Well, no, the academy are made up of people within the acting, directing, basically from every facet of filmmaking. Basically, you if you get nominated, you you are eventually invited to join the case. So everyone who's been nominated for awards, everyone who's won but awards, it's only, it's only like about two or three, uh, three or four hundred people, isn't it? Give or take, I will, yeah. I will, I will, I will dig into this. Two seconds. Yeah. But, yeah, but okay. Well, while Ian digs into that, but like, this is my understanding of how the how they work is they are not, they're not the people who say these films are aimed at because let's be honest, most of these films are aimed at the general population as entertainment or to make you think or to right. Ah. Um, right. So what's the number we had? I reckon it was three to four hundred. You are way off. Too high what? or too low? As of December 2017, the Academy has 7,258 voting members, okay. with more than 900 new members invited to join each year. Okay. So it's definitely a popular vote. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. again... It's, from, the, from, those, from those people, from that group. So, like, my question is, how many of the people in the Academy have seen every single thing on that list they get oh, sent they get them. sent copies of those films but oh they get they... sent them but they do not watch all of them That's yeah i was gonna say nine. do they have to watch them no no so so say you're i don't know i can't think of anyone who'd be on the academy at this precise moment you're on the academy and you see best actress and you see yalitza aprakisa is that how he's gonna say that i'm gonna yeah. that way who never heard of her glenn close oh my god love her Olivia Coleman, oh, she's quite good. Lady Gaga, oh, she's, oh, I like her. She's and Lady Melissa, Gaga. She's Lady Gaga. And then Melissa McCarthy, oh, she's that funny one. Yeah. Which one are you going to vote for if you haven't uh, seen all four if all I'll, of those movies? I think I can elaborate on this a little bit. For, I think I think I can elaborate on this a little bit better. Um, so I think I think Michael Douglas won a Best Actor years ago. So he is now, so technically Michael Douglas is technically a member of the Academy. He would get a list of all these nominations and be invited to vote. And he would look at those lists and go, oh, I worked with Glenn Close on Fatal Attraction. She hasn't had her due. I think it's time she has her due. Well, the classic one's Denzel Washington. Hang on, but you get that that in everything, right? Yeah. yeah, but no, yeah. no, but that's what I'm saying. There's no way. There's no way someone can cast a non-biased opinion. That's yeah. just how things work. No, but, work. The, but that's that's what we're saying is like, can the Oscars really matter when they are just a popularity contest at the end of the day? Well, popularity contest. Yeah, they, but that's what they, I... they 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 the, the idea. The, obviously, the idea behind matter. the Oscars. The idea know. behind the Oscars is that they are these are 
you know, the top talent in Hollywood, the top talent that make films, yeah. that work in films, that watch out the, whose life is living and breathing film. These are the people that are making the, that are making uh, their choices known to the wider, you know, like non film going public by voting for something. They're saying, you should see this, you should support this person. You should do this. You should, you know, like I, I don't see it as a negative thing, regardless of the politics around it. No, I'm sorry. No, I I didn't mean it to come off as a negative thing. More of a, I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just sort of, it's a It's a way of life. It's a way of life. And does it really matter to, say, you, me, or, you know, the lady down the street? But does it, like, I'm... I'm See, I look at this list and I go, this has been curated by people that know more about this, like, film as a as a as a medium than i do so i look at this list and go okay so that stuff those people must have you know been really good in the stuff they've been nominated for even if the votes are like lazily done and just like well i'll just fill this thing in and send it because i'm on a film shoot or whatever and i don't have time to watch the actual films and whatever that's down to that individual that's why there's seven thousand odd people to cast those votes whereas you get some like, i've no idea how the grammys works i assume it's the same thing similar right? thing yeah there's, there's there's film and music and game awards where people send in their nominations and then like all the, and every time it's come to like a popular internet vote it's just been a ham-fisted mess mm. because it's just like you know the um, people just vote brigade things on reddit or mm. you know stuff like that so you if if these things weren't controlled oh, vote face. oh don't yeah, yeah you get shit like that you know and it's but the thing is is that this is both the industry patting itself on the back oh yeah as well as acknowledging um various levels of skill dedication um, and craftsmanship, just like you know, this is they're they're basically saying these people this year have done the best for our art. And I know there's obviously wider conversations about there's a lot of representation in the film. And then you look at um, you know, like best director, all men. Um, you know, like this, there are still imbalances. Mm. If, but if could... the Oscars is meant to be the the toppest of the top tier, god tier, if you will. Stamp of approval in that this is a good film. This is a I mean, great film. This is an amazing film. This is the film of 2018. Going going back to the question of why does this matter? This matters because the Oscars have spent however many years convincing people that they matter. They have. Is, yeah. th- this matters the because a award ceremony released a list of actors and actresses and people that they reckon have done good this year. And those people have already added to their salary just by this group of people going, hey, we kind of like this guy. They matter because every major news service on the pla- uh, you know, in the English-speaking world, and probably a large chunk beyond that, took this list of names and turned it into multiple news stories. It, it matters because it put a lot of effort into mattering. So how much difference does it make to like you, me, or the person down the street? Actually quite a bit because the cinema world's going to look at this and go, well, this is what's popular. The cinema world's going to, you know, the movie world's going to look at it and go, what trend, how do we get up on there? And that they, 
it's one of those things it's like directly not much indirectly quite a bit that that's that's the thing about it I so when any award show any any award thing you know does an award show matter which award show what for and to whom do you are you asking that question of you know. Well, I but I think the question is we're asking is the the question that Ian raised is do award shows matter? And yeah. he's invite he's invited us who are normal everyday people. I know I just insulted yeah. us all by calling us normal. I'm so us. surely, normal. yeah, I know exactly. But surely the question it's not whether the the awards matter to Hollywood or the industry. It's whether they matter to the regular people. Yeah, because mm. it's gonna the pe- do the they need to if it's a do they need a big award. It matters to the regular people because what wins and who wins and how it wins in cinema has a knock-on to cinema. Yeah, but, but that's, that's what I'm saying is, should they matter? Because we have no control over them. If I can add well, a slight view on to this. So basically, the, the big complaint that I, I always sort of come across from from my friend my film friend circles or people that really really like films and all that sort of stuff it's basically again it's like i said earlier it's basically what they would assume is the best picture is not in line with what the academy would say is best picture now and that sort of suggests there's an imbalance between what uh, what the whole movie world think because if the oscars is the be all end all and should celebrate everything then in in one essence it kind of should to a degree kind of cover all bases and i think sometimes that's where people get really antsy and really annoyed about the oscars is because it's a it's occasionally it's a, a random yo-yo where for example um a good example would be um jeff bridges he won the oscar for best actor in crazy hearts because he was just the dude playing a guitar yeah and then and then next year he did true grit and he got nominated for that and that was a far stronger performance and mm-hmm. people were kind of going well kind of should have won the award for for that one um so there's that look there's that imbalance and then and then the academy don't really do themselves any favor with the idea of doing the best popular movie oscar idea that was such (laughs) a load of which is absent (laughs) yes so so for those not aware basically the academy an attempt to make themselves hipper to the younger film demographics because people not a lot of people yeah, watch the oscars now not give black panther uh, a best. for best picture yeah they came up with the best popular movie <laughs> the black panther award let's be honest that's what it was all about it's basically if we give this award to black panther will you all shut up and it's spe- and it no. backfired spectacularly <laughs> That's how it came across. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, but this. Do you reckon that's why Black Panther is on this list because they yeah. couldn't take it off because yeah. of that? I think Black they Panther is on this choice. list because they couldn't ignore it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but no. But what I'm saying is like, what I'm trying to point out is that I think award shows should matter, but why they they can't matter to me because I have no control over them. Well, like. But you say it, it informs it, what not, cinema's okay. going to be like, so but why can't not, I be the one that informs what because, my... Because, because you, because do, you have, because haven't seen any of these films. I have. I've seen, I've seen Black Panther. All right. How many are the others? There's seven on that list. You do get to inform what you what, the, about what you see because you go and you put your money down and you you make your choice. The These... This is an award show that's been around for, and Ian will go on it online because I I don't want to stop so, ranting. This has been around for for fifty plus years and has spent millions of dollars and uh, built up this huge reputation for being this award show. It's been around since nineteen twenty nine. Yeah, 
Yeah, so you're talking about 100, almost 100 years of, uh, sorry, 29. Okay, you're looking at 90 years of this show putting in all this effort to be the number one because it's put in the chops and it's laid it down. You can still go and influence what gets made by going and spending your money on what you like. Yeah. So, but should it matter is a really weird question because it's an award show. It matters as much as they make it matter. So if you want some, if you want it to matter less, go and make your own award show and here's, make that important. Here's, here is capitalism at work. In the gaming industry, there are certain bundles of games that have been coined because of award shows. A game will get released, and then over the course of the year, it will release additional content through DLC. At some point, that game will win some sort of award, because the way the game industry works is that every outlet will do their top 10 game of the year list. The next year, a new version of that game gets released. The game of the year edition. Which contains the game and all the DLC that has come before it. And that is the complete version. Mm-hmm. So awards matter because they... Obviously, capitalism has a huge influence on this. So that if a film that is out of circulation wins an award, a publisher might go, oh, fuck, we should probably reprint that so we can make money. The Black Panther winning is going to be, or Black Klansman winning, or Green Book winning, is going to be important because they're going to go, oh, there's money in them there movies, and you're going to get more more movies of that nature greenlit. So if you you can't be all excited about Black Panther being up for an Oscar and then say, oh, I don't want Oscars to control the world because no, the, the idea that, is that they I'm they. That. I'm not saying um, that the, I mean, the, the, but it's just like in the grand scheme of things, like the Oscars happen. What is it? Every March? Yeah. Uh, end of February. End of February. Yeah. End of February. So once the Oscars roll round, does anyone care about it until they roll round again? Not really. Well, no. beyond all the things previously listed, that's why a whole. That's why there's such a thing as Oscar bait movies. That's why people release movies at certain times to get them lined up to try and win an Oscar because they want to win an Oscar because they think it's important. So, it. I'm not sure. Award shows. Award shows are flawed because at the very core of them, they're meant to be celebrations of the medium and the hard work and the dedication. Yeah. Um, for the cream of the crop. Yeah. Um, these things are owned and operated by big money. Mm-hmm. There is a reason to twist things to make the viewing more exciting, more palatable, um, you know, more controversial. Um, and the Academy has, over time, tried to become more popularist. We saw that with the, with the <laughs> introduction of, you know, um, because, but the reason they did that was that there is a distinction between what the punters, the everyday people want to see win and mm. what the Academy should continue um, laying praise on. Well, yeah, because they're losing, they're losing viewers because the show itself is just three hours of arse. And the awards themselves are getting less important because they're not highlighted. They're they're not following what the actual public wants. 
So they managed to corner themselves. So they're, they're changing gear to make themselves more popular and to make themselves more relevant again. But then there are award shows that do a weighted 50-50. So yeah. you have a board of people voting, and then everything else is open to um, oh, yeah, uh, public yeah. votes through the there's, internet. There's so, but then they, they tally everything up and then go, well, actually, I kind of think that. So like one person's opinion might be like, well, I think that should win this. Well, and then the 50, or the whatever the percentage is, it just... Any nomination... Either tops it up. Any nomination system people use, any voting system people use, is PR. That's all it is. If you the 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 way you select your your prizes, you know your winners, the way you select your nominations, how you do that is part of the image and part of the story and part of the package you're trying so, to sell to people. So, so whatever system go, you use is PR. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. So I'm gonna um, just pivot to cosplay comps at the moment. But if you if you think about um, some com cosplay competitions, you have cosplay competitions that are either 50-50 performance and construction, um, or they are all performance, or they are 90% construction. So I've been involved in the Euro Cosplay Championships that MCM holds for a number, number of years, and I've seen various marking schemes and everything else. Um, I'm not going to get into too much detail because I wouldn't actually be able to quantify it. The but the main thing that a lot of people say is that because of the way that the people that there is a performance aspect of it, so people come in in their big, big, impressive-looking costumes on stage and they go, "That's amazing! That should win." Actually, nine times out of ten, the big impressive stuff doesn't make top ten. Doesn't make top twenty. You know, it's middle middle of the pack mm -hmm. because we only see a set part of it. We don't know. So if I go, well, that was an amazing piece of cinematography. I don't know how that's achieved. If that's just someone going, well, that's an After Effects plugin. You know that they've just slapped that color gradient over it. It is that me going, oh, that's amazing looking. But the Academy then going, well, technically, that wasn't really well made because mm. all he did was just an Instagram. So there are aspects that we as consumers, as average consumers, can't really quantify in terms of the quality and the technical aspects of something that is made. Or there are undercurrents of, oh, how, how hard must this have been to, you know, to get this film greenlit? You know, um, Roma being a film in Mexican? Is it Mexican? Spanish. Spanish. Is it Spanish? The director's Mexican. See, I was um, weird. But that's primarily on Netflix. So you have this film, this like really art film that is available mm. only on various streaming platforms because like how like only 200, what, 200? Wait, wait you say 200,000, that was the amount of money 217,000, right? yeah. They, they basically released it so that it would hit, hit the criteria. That's all they did for it. And this is a well-known Oscar bait tactic. The most, I mean, Roma is the most but then that's Oscar the thing. A lot of, in it. Yeah, but that's the thing, because a lot of things get picked up around the festival circuit, right? Yeah. So we're talking Cannes. So the Cannes Film Festival is an award show. Yeah. In, in itself. Won, they, they, people go Cannes. to show their films. Well, there we go. Like, people take films to these film festivals, they will show them, and at that point, people will go, well, it won at Cannes, so it must be good. 
right? Mm. So it must be one of these indie darling type films. And then you get some mainstream release and you're like, right, because it has won an award, people, yeah. people will take an active notice in it. If you don't like the cont- if you don't like the premise of what it is, whether it wins awards or not is not going to get you into that cinema. We but there are aspects. This. If someone's if someone's won, if one of my favorite actors has won a Best Picture award for something, you know, um, I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio should have got it for the film he actually won it for the mm-hmm. other year. Like, yeah, I did not enjoy that as much as I did his performance his in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, you know, it's one of those retroactive things. It's just like Denzel actually looking at the body of his work and this performance. Denzel Washington Easy. couldn't win for Malcolm X, even though he should have. Yes. Nah. Why couldn't he? Why couldn't he win for Malcolm X? Because they'd have to give best best actor to the Malcolm X movie. Yeah. That was the thing. Instead, they gave it to him for Training Day, which was by anyone else's standards brilliant, but by Denzel Washington, nah. <laughs> yeah. So, but he's, but I think that... he's won two Oscars, hasn't he? But, yeah, but he 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 got the best actor for Training Day. He didn't get it for, he didn't um, get it for his better performance. For his yeah, better yeah, performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's because... the, but then that's the thing I'm saying is if they're not actually giving them the award for the film that they're actually giving it for, what's the point? Like you're saying, Denzel Washington, Leonardo DiCaprio, they the got is, it because it was their they, time. Because that is that has never yeah. been stated that that is actually what they're doing. So this is a one of these like unwritten things that the public has decided is going on, not something that is publicly it's known to fact. So it's not corroborated like corroborated by a lot of people inside the industry and a lot of people who have the vote. So it's never been officially declared, but a lot of people who know these it's, things have it's, been. It's, yeah, it's, it's an open, it's an it open could, secret. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah, one so, of those things but, like then you're just saying that it invalidates the whole entire process if they're not actually giving the best actor to the best actor in the nominations, but oh, yeah, they're giving yeah. it to so to Denzel Washington no. because he did because it, it was his time to get one. Oh, then what? That, you know, you're it, right. So the, like, it's invalidating the whole process. So the saying, it okay, but you can't totally totally inappropriate. Other than the fact that they've convinced the world that they're they're great and important. So. Yeah, <laughs> but, the, but like, just okay. The Oscars is most well known, but that's probably what also happens at the Cannes Film Festival. Is yeah, that it's well, it's you know actually, so... I actually got the Cannes winners here. Two seconds. Ooh. Um, so this was a bit what, interesting. In the studio with you? No, no, not not in the studio. No. <laughs> um, so, are so... they in your living? Are they in your living room, Ian? <laughs> no. Well, the the big award the best picture which is the palm door it actually went to the japanese nominated film for best foreign language feature this year shoplifters, shoplifters. uh the grand prix which is the more general best film award so basically shoplifters is basically palm door is a set number of films are in the like the main competition so those are the like the top tier the the stand the, the main big competition entries but a general all round as like crowd like audience award i, I guess is what the grand prix is went to black clansman but is is that That's audience award? Lee. Is I, that audience award of the the audience of the Cannes Film Festival, or is that audience award of every, like the general population? It would be of the Cannes Film Festival because which Black Cannes Film was not out properly at the time. Again, which is a very select group. Which is again a massive wank fest between the elite of the film industry. Yeah, but but let's let's also point out that you were moaning previously that the the national TV awards uh, voted for a complete one. 
you know, complete load of balls. So yeah, but it was it was mostly it was actually fair. It was more the fact that Anton Deck won, and it was like Graham Norton could have won. <laughs> yeah, but both until systems and, until Anton Deck retire, they're never losing that award. Both both, <laughs> both systems are, are quite bad. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that the, the other that to be fair, I can't think of a perfect system for voting for any well, of those awards. But that's the well, thing. But what we're trying to what the question is is, do award shows matter? Yes, we've established they do, and how they no, do. they don't. I'm they gonna, don't matter. I'm gonna. You are in the all running. the ways they do. Yes. Okay. Well, so it, but in gonna, what, what gonna... way do they actually matter? Hang on, hang on. I'm trying to. Get, I'm trying to ask you this question. Sorry, I just apologize. Because you were in the running for an award. Uh, at Kitacon when we last run, right? Yes, uh, for the Yowie panel, yes. Yeah, yes, and you did you win that? I can't I actually remember. No, off the top no of my head. we didn't win. No. So, had you have won that, what would have that? What would that have meant to you? Uh, that people like smut more than they like anything else. But would that? Would that? What? No, not in not in, in terms of you didn't win. The people would have. <laughs> but like, how no, would I that? Have made I can't you? actually remember what won. Was it we got I think we, I think we got first runner up. But that was the, like I mean, as I say, like I think uh, as I say, I can't remember because that was it was it was meant to be a popular vote, right? Yeah, which and um, oh, fit of a kitten one, fit of a kitten. Yeah. But like, if we won, I would have. It would have been. I forget who did the awards. Did that award speech? You like me? You really, really like? Because I know that people aren't voting. Because they, they like because we were the best panel, they were voting because it was the one that everyone was talking about. Well, this is the the, the other thing okay. is that I will go on record and say like, and say like I will go on record and say that a majority of the people that voted in that, the people that voted were friends of the people of that panel. So it became a popularity contest, not in terms of the people that went there. It became a popularity contest in terms of how many friends did these panel runners have? Yeah, can, can I ask the wider market, which is I, why. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Can I ask a, 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 a about uh, what I uh, I think is a reasonable question at this point? What is the what are you defining as best panel? Because you're, you're you're saying that th you know people are saying, well, this this guy didn't win for lead for best movie, or this guy didn't uh, get best actor or best director, or that. but no one's defining what they mean and what's wrong with it. Because it's like, what is the best movie? What what is the criteria of best movie? What is subjective. the criteria? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if it's always subjective, then then the award shows can't matter because it's never going to matter. Because I'm not going to think that this what one matters. What do you mean by matter? Matter in like the grand scheme of things. Because as I say, like well, the, the Oscars, the Oscars don't change anything in the grand okay. scheme of life. Way how they for have you. changed things. But that's the but, but that's but no, they change it for a very select group of people. They don't okay. change it okay. for okay. everybody. Okay. I think, they, they change I which movies just... make a bunch of money. They change how cinema gets approached. They changed who's going to be but they uh, the don't, next because movie it's star. The same, but the same just okay. you how yeah. they do. No, but the fil all films are the same. That's they're, they're not. Nobody's breaking any ground in cinema at the moment. Being a superhero movie with a lead guy who with a lead black man, that's representation. That's breaking ground. However, so... however, I'm gonna interject here. However, the fact is, yes, the, the smaller films will only get their attention, but the thing is, the the campaign is I'm still gonna go to a cinema and have 10 screens of Fantastic Beasts and the places I don't care where they sat at. 
<laughs> that's See, the thing. I, it's like you, you you say it changes you say it changes the industry. No, I will still end up going to my multiplex cinema, and I'll still have like six, seven screens of the, the same film being played every fifteen minutes because apparently some people want to see that film more than once. Or you still get people remaking stuff that's already been made, which we covered right. in the last episode. Oh. Let's so not like, go back there. <laughs> no, no, no. But that's what I'm saying is you're saying it changes cinema. In what way is cinema changed by it? Like, it's still the same crap getting made, and still, as Ian says, you're still getting, like, ten okay, screen okay, viewings or we, something. We are literally going over subjective opinions on content that we enjoy and consume. That's Again, Oscar-nominated Oscar films are always very interpersonal stories about politics, race, gender, sex, and diversity. Yep. Always, 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 always. They are not blockbuster films, with the exception of Black Panther, which is something that is highly talked and about already. Rhapsody. Yeah, but and then Star that's, that's, that's sex. Also, sex. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that is okay. So, in in A Star Is Born's case, it's what abuse. Um, but the um. thing is, Oscar films are not blockbuster films so by definition of them being made as even as oscar bait these interpersonal stories you know like you're not gonna see bumblebee or transformers up on there despite the fact that like the transformers franchise has made billions and makes money hand over fist regardless of the quality of the film because people just like watching mechs blow up are you arguing for popular film category again no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't think anyone's because arguing. The reason, for like, the, reason, the reason that I'm the, the point I'm trying to get to is that the Oscars matter because without the Oscars, films about race, diversity, sex, gender, whatever, would not have been made because all the film because rather than bait prizes in terms like Oscar nominations, rather than like taking a risk film companies will just keep making transformers and that is not a world i want to live in no, i'm also <laughs> going to point out that when the oscars come around a number of studios will look at that list and they'll go okay we need to make three black person movies we need to make a musical movie uh we need to do a historical drama we need to get some for they'll look at it and go there's a market there's an interest let's get in on that money so you are going to see but every year you're asking what difference it's make every year you see a bunch of clones and follow-ons from what comes out of those of the oscars so yeah that's going to give you that and I'm even even if you're talking about the big blockbuster stuff, you look at what's winning the technical prizes. You look at what's getting jumped for being um, the, the the music and the cinematography and the special effects. That is going to impact on your on your your big your big blockbustery summer things because that's going to be getting people jobs elsewhere. That's going to be going. Well, what about that movie? Got that? Well, let's nick that look. It's going to get transported across. Now, if you want me to give you a single blunt, well, this changed. 50 plus percent of the market that's not going to happen but that's not that's because that's not how it works i'm talking about these things having small iterative effects through the whole system through shaking the whole tree up i'm not talking about if the favorite wins tomorrow every movie for the next year is going to be a historical drama 
I think that my my argument again with this at the moment is the fact is we we it's like what uh, it's like what Mike said. It's basically these films celebrate different topics and different forms of diversity, and that's a great thing. The problem is when you say it should when when you should feel like those films should be out more, they're not because they are squashed at the box office by these big temple films that don't necessarily represent that sort of diversity thing. So it's, so the fact of the matter is, I'm, say, yeah, I'm saying they're going to be out there. They'll get made, but the problem is only like 10, 20, maybe a couple hundred thousand people will see it. And at the cinema where ideally it should be, but then most people end up watching it on a TV screen. Yeah. And I think, the, and you think, yeah, that's, it's, that, that's, move, that's movies as well. If you're going to be snobby and say it only counts if you're watching it on a projector with a with hundred other meat sacks around you, fine, yeah, okay, if you want to seriously narrow it down, fine. But I'm talking about movies as a whole. You know, I'm talking about this, mm. anything from what you see on Channel 4 to what you get on Netflix to what you, you pick up for five quid down at Tesco's. This is going to have a knock-on. Award shows are flawed. Yeah, as a premise, the I'm going to pivot to video games because again, I you know like slightly them. more about them. There is a video game um, awards ceremony that is held. It's run by uh, Jeff Keighley, and outside of the big games winning stuff, there is there are a lot of smaller um, indie games that are made that get nominated for awards and they win in terms of how people um why awards matter if a small game wins an award and people go oh i might check that out they buy it by buying that game because it has won an award because they got interested in it through an award because it has a stamp of approval to a degree those developers can then go on to make better, bigger projects. Well, this is the, the, well, this is that. That's also true. But like, the, it's systemic in supporting an ecosystem. So, um, you know, in the same way that like, it's just an on-off. It's I don't want to say it's like an on-offer list. It's like a a Black Friday sale. Like these are the things that you know. Like and you're like, oh well, I like Spike Lee's other films. Like I'll just pick that up. Like. There's a bunch of stuff that people. Like, I don't. I'm slightly rambling now because I've lost, kind of lost the plot, just in general. Um, <laughs> but just to like, are they important? Yes. But I, I do acknowledge that they're inherently flawed mm. because there's always going to be a media. There's always going to be a media and capitalist bias behind them all. But at the very core of them, they are a stamp of approval for those that have a more vested interest in the industries that they are being awarded for to rate, like, I don't know, just raise um, awareness of films that like, that you might not have seen, you know, how many people, like very few people will have watched Roma. But the fact is here is a film that is Oscar nominated that I can turn on my TV or my PS4 or my fucking phone boot up Netflix and watch. Oh, it's going to... And I can make my own opinion about it. It's going to be bouncing up the Netflix charts. Not that we'll ever know, but it's going to get so many more streams just because it's being nominated. It's I, just going to happen. I think this is going to have to be one of those things that we disagree on because I, I, I mean, really... That's fine. 
like, you can, like, I, I get your point. I get your points, but like, you can I, disagree just... with it all you want, and I will, I will accept your disagreement when you can prove numbers that beat the other numbers, because the, the the stats are there, the facts are there. It gets more views. It gets more money as an from an award. Yeah, but just because the numbers add up and the numbers are bigger doesn't still doesn't mean it matters. Because you can tell me that it, you know, define what you mean by matters. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think that's the problem we're having with the, the with this with this decision is you're saying they matter because of numbers and this that the other. I'm saying they can't matter because they don't. They only matter to what is what is it? How many did you say were on the panel, Ian? Seven thousand. Uh, about seven thousand academy members. Yeah. So okay, seven thousand academy 000, members yeah. who okay eight thousand well eight thousand or so. The very so it's those people, the people who aren't on the academy, who are say the top echelons of uh, Hollywood, and anyone who just wants like someone to listen to them. It's like oh, like all the news stories. Like you go no. on any you go on any news website at the moment. It's like Oscars this, Oscar that, and then there's all the other stuff. Why 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 are they on all those news sites? Because why, they. But why, are the, the, why why are the press covering these these this story? as a counterpoint because they know they'll get views on it because people are interested in this because people want to know who's winning the Oscars. But are we interested in it because it's shoved down our throats all the time around this time of year? I Oscars this, Oscars that? Or I are we interested because we actually care? Probably a bit of both. We've probably been taught, you know, if you want to be deeply cynical, we've been taught to care. But that wh whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, that means it matters. I mean, listen, used... I'm an NFL fan. The amount of Super Bowl watches that are going to come out of the woodwork next weekend or yeah. in a couple of weeks—it's unbelievable. It, and you say, oh, it do, you know, it only matters to the seven thousand people. Well, I'm saying it matters to all the people who, as a result of seeing these things, are going to go and see those movies. In, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, we're talking about films, which just aren't really an essential part of life. So it's very easy to argue that none of it matters because if you don't watch a movie, you don't die from lack of oxygen. No, but the but way I all the the you know and and you I I can very easily say yeah it matters to a lot of people because the, that increase in money that increase in money is because more people have gone and watched it. So it's having an impact. People are going and seeing these things. So on that level, it matters. And what people go and see and what they get in their head is important. In, unless your argument is Actually, you don't like it, so it doesn't matter, then... Another... No, I mean, I, 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 I'm ambivalent about the Oscars, to be very honest. They, they, another, happen, I, they happen, but it's just like, the, it's the it's sort of the award show or awards in general. We've, we've used the Oscars because it's the big one at the moment, and that's, you know, it's the one that people are going to know the most about. Because you say the Oscars to people, they know something know, about yeah. it. Okay, so the thing that I, I, I think, okay, so... One last point. An, Im an impact that the Oscars is having is is because of its existence, we are having this discussion. Because of the Oscars' existence, there is pressure on them to award uh, awards to a more diverse crowd. That means your um, your black, um, Hispanic, whatever you know, they, yeah. they to be more diverse yeah. because people because they are awarding more awards. To more diverse films, more diverse films with better representation of every spectrum of being made. Okay, mm. you have, and these things mean the thing something to people. 
looking at the Oscars, yes, it's hard for us to go, well, you know, like they'll, you know, like they, you know, because these, it, because we're basically awarding the people that are already super rich and already super famous for whatever reason. I'm going to throw another one at you. The best, uh, the winner of the Esports Player of the Year award for 2018 was a guy called Sonic Fox. He is a gay, furry, fighting um, game player. His speech was one of the more basically heartwarming things that I have seen in this turbulent year. Awards matter to the people winning them. And if we can get behind that, and because of these awards, the industry changes to um, recognize more um, more people from what whatever walk of background they you know from whatever walk of life or background they have, then ultimately that's a very good thing to have. No, okay. I, I see your point, and you know, but I'd say it's. <laughs> I don't know if I've, I probably haven't articulated my point very well. <laughs> Sorry. Always. No Always. No right. And on that, we must draw this episode of The Big Stomp to an end. Thank you very much to the panelists for joining me. If, yeah, if you have any thoughts on the topics we've been talking about, please get in touch. Contact at bunkerzilla.co.uk. It's time for everyone to plug themselves. Lizzie, plug your show. Uh, come listen to a Redhead's Rambling where I ramble on about subjects which I may know not a lot about, but it's entertaining if nothing else. <laughs> and the Raggedy Man, tell us all about your show. Uh, come visit myself and pick up a jam at the Superfortress Hardcore Genki with our bi-monthly update uh we'll be recording again in february and if you are at the bar at manami and i've got a recorder near me start speaking in there because i'll be doing another view from the bar there i might actually get some of them out this year yes because we recorded one for habana yeah and then winter happened uh so yeah and then the cold came and then everyone yeah cold. and then something called christmas each. happened yeah and then i learned the true meaning of winter uh yeah, anyway. don't drink the antifreeze. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> and, antifreeze, damn it. Yeah, and of course, Mike. Um, how can people follow you? Uh, I guess you can follow my ramblings and uh, Fun Fancy fourteen content because apparently that's the only thing I ramble on about nowadays on Twitter over at DJ Shenny. And I'm off to FanFest in Paris next weekend, so that'll be exciting ooh, times. Ooh, I get to watch the Super Bowl from a hotel room. Ooh. basically how that turns out and just shout yeah. football football um, well considering it's a Patriots Chiefs Super Bowl Ooh. I am going to be in denial for a very long time mm -hmm. it's not just a river in Egypt folks <laughs> thank you very much for listening to the Big Stomp we'll see you guys very very soon bye bye, bye. <laughs>